on the kind of control you're attempting is, uh, it's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but, uh, oh, there it is. You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining me and Andy for the Legendary Creature Podcast. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't, because we swear. Or some shit like that. Well, here we are, dude. Review, set review for Rivals of Ixalan. Rivals of Ixalan. When does it drop? Uh, so we're recording this on the 8th of January. I think we've got pre-release coming up this coming weekend and then okay. the week, week after that. It's when it's official. open to the people who don't do pre-releases? Yeah. Okay. All right, man. You want to hit us off? What do you want to do? Do you want to just start with cards or do you want to start with legends? I want to start with legends because I think that's, I don't know, that just... That's our format, man. That's the interesting thing and that's also our namesake. You know, let's get into the legendary creatures. Okay. Um, So there's there's a, a suite of dinosaurs, but I'd like to do the non-dinosaur legends. Before, there is a lot of dinosaurs. That. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I want to bring up uh, Azor the Lawbringer. Okay. You would. Oh my <laughs> God, you would. Just couldn't so, wait, could you? No, I couldn't. It's just, they just got to lead off with this bullshit, right? Yeah, dude. Okay, so here come the cops. Um, Two, two white and two blue. Uh, So it's a 6-6 six, six Sphinx flying. When Azor the Lawbringer enters the battlefield, each opponent can't cast instant or sorcery spells during that player's next turn. And it also says whenever Azor attacks, you may pay um, your Sphinx's revelation cost. So X, one white, and two blue. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you gain X life and draw X cards. Um, so I think, like, right away, I think everybody, like, on, on the interwebs, they're just like, oh, okay, here's your... Just say Just it. going into Brago. Yep. Um, of course it is. Which it is like, I think that's the first obvious thing is that he's going into Brago. Um, but I, I am kind of curious. Like, I, I wonder if there's, if there are enough, you know, flicker type effects to, to make him the commander for black for blue and white. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty. So I, 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 the only thing, the only question I have is like, you know, yeah, like you've got your cloud shift, your acrobatic maneuver, conjurer's closet, like all kinds of shit that you can use to do that. But are you going to be able to do enough to win the game? It's a six, six body. I'm guessing you might end up using your commander <laughs> if you're going to do that. Yeah. Um, but here's, what's really nice in, in, and because it makes it so that they can't cast instants and sorceries on their turn. You're not going to see very many wrath spells if you can get that going um, where he's exiting the battlefield and coming back regularly. Uh, so that, that puts you in a position to really lock the game into your favor because you're not going to get your board state cleared. 
um, because you have those kind of exile effects, you can also avoid targeted removal, uh, most likely. And because you're going to be able to fill your hand up with cards, you should have the cards necessary to do what you want. Uh, what do you think, Andy? Uh, as a commander, yeah. Like, I think the only thing I'd be relying on is that, um, that's Ray of Revel, like Sphinx's revelation ability. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. about it. Um, I don't know. I think what it would compete with is I think it I think it does better than its its predecessor, Isperia. I think it's I think it's a better agree. commander than that one. I agree. But that's a pretty low bar. I mean that one's two, a white, a white, a blue, a blue. I'm really glad that they stuck with that though. Yeah, like keep, it's keeping clearly, that like Ravnica cost type thing. Yeah, because like, you know, if we don't know the lore, this is actually the parent, the the, the progenitor of of the Azorius Senate. And I guess yeah. he was a planeswalker and ended up on this. Like, I think that's really sick. This thing's dripping with lore and I'm, I'm way into that. That's what's, that's what's way cool, huh? Yeah. I mean, you see the symbol everywhere now, now that you're like actually looking for it. Cause they had kind of like, like hinted oh, at it. There yeah, was like shit. a, yeah, there was a card where like it showed Jace or some artwork trying to like leave planeswalk. Yeah, that's, and it showed that's like, like the, the, the rune or whatever that like seals planeswalkers. Yeah. To and like, we weren't really looking for it, but it's like, oh yeah, it's Azorius magic. Right. It's pretty cool. So as a creature, though, like as a card, like yeah, I think I think it beats Asperia Supreme Judge and Asperia the, the the Inscrutable right there. Yeah. Um, but I think what it does compete with directly, like if we had to just pick a commander out of the Azorius roster, is Dragonlord Orgetai. Oh. So Orgetai has an easier co- cost requirement. It's yeah, three, it's, a white and a blue. So it's not as color for a intensive. flying hexproof as long as it's untapped five four. And then, yeah, when it deals damage, you get to look at the top four, or is it top three? Yeah, top three, and you kind of, like... Put one of them to your hand, the rest on the bottom of your life. Right, so so, I think that's its only competition. Um, What made made, uh, Sphinx's Revelation such a great card is it was instant speed. Right before your turn begins, you can just be like... I'm just dumping my man into this. Exactly. I'm gaining that much life. I'm drawing that many cards. Now you're bound to it being something that happens in your combat as a result of combat. Right. It's a little, it's a little easier in that you don't have to like actually deal combat damage, right? It's just as he attacks, you can kind of just spam the move or light the move, right? Right. right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I. That's what, the thing that I, I, I don't know. I just, I like evaluating commanders based on like stuff. I for sure I know I'm going to be able to do. Right. Right. The the flickering thing, I just don't know if that's something I want to abuse. It only locks out sor- instance and sorceries during their own turns. So just sorceries, I guess he's unboard wipeable, I suppose. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing you know? is you're going to avoid wraths with that. And if it's that important, I mean, you're already playing white, really going... white and blue. Are you going to sure? Can't you counter that stuff? Yeah. And who's really into playing instances off their turn? There's a, I mean, it happens. I mean, don't sure. get me wrong, but I'm just saying like most of the time it's like you basically force them to end step the last person with other instances. Sure. And then during their turn, they res- they just don't resolve their sorceries. So I don't know. I, I'm not I, really saying this thing's just amazing, but in Brago, in Brago, it's awesome. I've oh also seen some other people bring up the astral Zer. I don't, mm. I don't know if that works, but yeah. So I have astral Zer, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm taking it in a different direction. So I'll, we made an episode a while ago. I think it was like early last year when they were spoiling all the cycling mechanics from Ammon Cat. I think it was actually before we even did the set review for, uh, yeah, hour of devastation, hour of devastation, right? Yeah. And I wanted to try a different Zer deck that people call Astral Zer or Cycling Zer. It was a cycling deck, 
And in it, you have like a lot of instances or instances of sorcery that you cycle away. But then there's this like line of creature cards that you want to bounce in and out of play because it says anytime you cycle a card with astral slide into play, you can exile a creature and then they come back at the end steps. You can kind of bounce a creature for a bit, right? Yeah. So ETBs are highly valued in that. And since playing it, I am kind of shifting away from that. Pretty much the only creatures I want that I would be bouncing either have to get me a land, get me more cards, you know, like yeah. stuff like that, or recur the stuff that I'm cycling is kind of like the stuff that I... Yeah, I, I totally get you. And so I don't know that that's like, I think that's a really niche observation for people. Brago's the most logical place for Azor. Like it's it's just it's just readily obvious, I think. Yeah. Um hey. I, I think you can use rune as well if you if you're that person that has a rune the enchanter, you know, like okay. That's cool too. Uh what do you if got? you had to like a guild master like EDH night where people are like, we only play the guild masters and everyone's trying not to let whatever, this is definitely the guild master you pick for for Azorius. Yeah, I, like it, it definitely is better than the others. Yeah. Wow, that's giving me that. That's a glass half full freaking attitude right there. <laughs> uh yeah, let's let's uh let's talk about the another see I guess there's only two other like non Yeah, there's only two other non dinosaurs, so let's um let's do Elenda the Dusk Rose. Okay. So we've got a two mana or two a white and a black for a legendary creature vampire knight. So wait a minute, you're following this story. Isn't there like some vampire queen in this whole like story? Like she's like sending yeah. these conquistadors. So they actually don't of- really up to where I've listened to um in the podcast uh, like which was which ended with uh Ixalan. They they haven't really gotten too much to to explaining this uh this empire, right? The conquistadors that are going on with the vampire vampires like I don't know. There's there's a little bit that's slightly uh, introduced into the story, but I haven't read anything yet. But it, it they seem cool. Anyways, okay. So um, yeah. Life link. Whenever another creature dies, put a one one counter on Elinda the Dust Rose. When Elinda dies, create X one one count or and X one one vampire creature tokens with Life Link, where X is Elinda's power. So she starts out as just a one one. Yeah, it's a four mana for a one one. She will get bigger, but. So she's pretty vulnerable. Yeah, I'm going to, I don't know. Like, I don't know a lot about Orzov, so I'm just going to throw this out here. Like, the fact that this chick has to die just doesn't make her a very good commander to me for anything, for her to do anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, she gets slowly bigger as creature, other creatures die, right? But I just, I don't know. There's, there's so many, there's so many commanders that exist that want creatures to die that do mm-hmm. crazier stuff. Like, in that mana range, like you could just go for Mazarek, and then it just says like if any permit is sacrificed, put a one one counter on all of your creatures. That's you know that's much bigger, right? And he's black and green, so he even affords you like the ramp that you're not going to have for this chick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, like just evaluating her as a only a strictly as a commander, like to lead the lead the other ninety nine. I'm not saying like she'll be terrible. Like you really could go out of your way to make a good kind of like recursive sack outlet kind of thing with her and then make her big. And then she dies and you know, I, th- so here's, here's my thought with her when I was, when I'm looking at her and okay. I'm kind of trying to evaluate her. So I, I really like that you brought up that like a while back or the kind of like the, 
the trifecta, the triforce of, of victory, right? Yeah. Like, so am I going to combo? Am I going to get value? Or are you going to cheat? cheat? And I think the question with Elenda is, are you going to get value or are you going to combo? The value would be if you're getting, I think if you're doing a lot of tokening and sack outlets, getting your Phyrexian altar, Ashnod's altar, Twilight Drover. Right. Those types of things set up. If you're doing that, the deck's going to start looking an awful lot like a Tesa or a Soft Scion deck. Um, and the question then becomes like, can I do the value where I'm getting all these creatures, sacrificing them, getting her big, hitting somebody with her, and then when yeah, she dies, I, mean, I get the benefit. They're still having I, to face all that damage. But yeah, just in a different then she way. dies, and I get all the benefit of having all these tokens from her. So what are you saying? Like you like this as a commander? Is that- I don't think she- no. I think inevitably what you're going to end up coming I to is I wish she was like that- a one four or something. Right. Like the fact that she's a one damage, like, oh my God, like Goblin Bombardment's going to pick this chick off. Like, oh yeah. Like as soon as people see what this well, deck can do. Well, I guess do, not because you'd have to sacrifice a creature and then she'd get her one, one counter. Yeah. But you know, gut still. shot. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, like if she's just so low to the ground. Like what, what I think is going to happen is people, I think what happens with Orzhov every time is you're going to think you can get value. And then you're going to realize that you can combo better with other stuff. And so you're going to end up with essentially, I can see a snowball happening with this chick of somehow, like if you had some kind of like, you know, a born overlord skull clamp, things like that, like to start rolling through. Yeah. Like you can draw cards quite a bit. Blood artist out there, like things like I, I can see that, but it's like, yeah, you're right. Like the, the taste of Orzhov Scion exists. Like she wants, yeah, it's just going to happen. You know, like there's just a lot of commanders out there that like have sack outlets strapped to them. Like they they themselves can provide you with it. Like freaking, I mean, I don't want to compare it to Prosh because what the fuck, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there are there are commanders that like Eilie, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, what I do like about her is that she's not the whole like gain a ton life and sacrifice things and just and exile things like that seems to kind of be like the Orzhov like it is different. Channel. It's a little bit of a different take on Orsoff, but yeah. I think you end up with the same thing in that you're you're trying to sacrifice creatures, which which just says like, okay, I need to do Orsoff tokens, and and then why are we talking? Like we have Tesa, yeah, we have Tesa who has the sack outlet, like you said, strapped to her, and does she? Can she sacrifice creatures? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Tesa could do that. I didn't know Tesa had her own sacrifice outlet. I thought like she... Because she has the three, right? Sacrifice three white. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And then, yeah, there's I mean, she, you don't, you're not going to use that with Tesa, most likely, but she does have a sack outlet strapped to her okay. that you can use. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. I Would this be good in the other 99 for Tesa? I think so. Right? I think so. Because she's like a place to put all these counters. She gets bigger and bigger and bigger. She yeah. dies and leaves you with she's white She's going to pop creatures. off and leave you with... Like, that's one of the things with Tesa is that, like, you're... You want black tokens with her. Yeah, but you're going to use Darkest Hour to do that anyways. Right. So. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think she fits in Tesa pretty nicely. And I don't I don't have a problem with anybody building a deck with Alenda. I think, I think she can be okay. Yeah, maybe we'll be wrong. But yeah, but then yeah, there's Ed, like Edgar or not Edgar. Uh, oh, there's Karloff. Yeah, Karloff exists, and like yeah, like he yeah. Gets, I mean, you can gain, you can two, get, two, you can one, get one Karloff counter. bigger faster, right? But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a like I said, I don't have a problem with people building this deck. I think she can be 
okay, but there's probably in the end going to be better options. All right, should we do uh, should we do Kamena? Yeah, let's do it. Tyrant of Araska. So this is your Merfolk. Um, he's one and a green and a blue for a two four. He's got several abilities strapped to him. Yeah, he does. So tap another untapped Merfolk cre- uh, you control. Kamena Tyrant of Araska can't be blocked this turn. Right. Uh, tap three untapped Merfolk you control. Draw a card. Pretty good. Tap five untapped Merfolk you control. Put a 1-1 counter on each Merfolk you control. He's like a 2-4, right? Yeah, he's a 2-4. So, uh, obviously, because we're kind of on the tribal theme in Ixalan, I think people's primary exploration with Kamena is going to be a Merfolk deck, which, that makes sense. That's the only obviously. thing he's good for, commander-wise. <laughs> like, it's... The Merfolk is on his account. Uh, is on his. Yeah, he's all about Merfolk. One, two, three, four but, times. But you've brought up. You and I have kind of had this conversation privately, and you've you've brought this up. And I, I just straight off, like I, I don't. I think we need to do an episode where we talk about doing a Merfolk deck with Derevi as the commander. Yeah. And having Kamena in the ninety nine, because I think Kamena is a powerful card. Um. I I just I don't I don't know about Merfolk winning in Commander though. So here's, I like Merfolk a lot as a tribe. They're, they're very slippery. Their lords are actually cheaper mana wise comparative to the other tribes. Like they, they start at like the two slot. They're not focused on necessarily getting a ton of mana, but they're not really focused on going wide. Like, yeah. Like, uh, goblins. The problem with I them, I think you though, need to at some point with them. Like, yeah, the problem with them though is that they're not. Um, they're, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're not doing those things fast enough. Like a goblin deck will get further, quicker, faster than the merfolk deck will. Yeah, because of it's just like it, by it nature being red, and I guess so, I, I guess as I'm saying this, I'm like kind of thinking like, is that am I just saying that because of Cranko? Like, is that because Cranko exists? Yeah, probably. You know? So, so here's the thing: is I actually think Kamena. So I I've done a Sig River Guide deck, right? Which is blue white. And how did that work out for you? And it's it's exactly it confronted exactly what you were just describing. It's too slow in comparison to other strategies. Um, I think it can do its thing but it's too slow. I actually like that Kamena's Simic, right? So you can actually start using some, some things that Merfolk in general really want you to do. So you can use cards like Awakening, you know, which is an enchantment, two and two green at the beginning of each player's upkeep, untap all creatures and lands. And so I think... In- <laughs> what? You're letting everybody untap everybody. everybody. Everybody's untapping all creatures, all all lands. Yeah, I mean, I'll but, go ahead and say Seedborn Muse is really good. And then good. Seedborn Muse, of right. course. Like then, there's, yeah, there's, like, there's, there's, you know, like. Uh, what else? It's, um, it's coming across some other things. Like there's Benefactor's Draught. Um, yeah, you can just cast that to untap a bunch of stuff. Like Breaking Wave or, you know, like a, a, a Copperhorn Scout. Like there's, there's, there's actually quite a bit you can do to make sure that you are getting more value out of untapping like tapping and untapping your merfolk which is something you really want to do um i'm always concerned when i see that it's that many creatures to do something though 
Yeah, like, but like you know, the three and the five. Three means you put two out and you've got your ability to draw cards. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be okay, honestly, because you have you have Beastmaster's Ascension. True, and like there's a lot of ways to grant blue creatures evasion, right? I think there is a Merfolk that just says blue Gives creatures all your can't blue be blocked. Creatures are unblockable. Yeah, sure, right? There's Crater Hoof Baboom Boom, which you could totally do yeah. that in this deck. Yeah, right. You have blue to kind of keep people from boarding you. Like if somebody tries to board wipe and you're not ready, you can counter it. Heroes intervention it. Like I think I think he's actually going to be okay. Like I think the Derevi conversation is, I want a really powerful aggro ability. Right. Yeah. Derevi's kind of been like turned into the the stacks commander. Sure. Right. But really, it's it's actually a pretty damn powerful aggro ability. Right. Yeah. They do have to go sideways, but the thing about that is like. I don't know, man. They're they're always going to be untapped. Exactly. Or worse than anything, you can just kind of like untap your lands, which is that's probably the smart thing to do. Yeah, exactly. You know? But but I think I don't know. I I think of the three non dinosaurs that we've just talked about here. I think Kumena is a really strong choice. Um, I think there's a lot of cards that can support that to make sure that you because you want to get as much value out of those tapping your Merfolk as you can. Yeah. I think you probably need a pretty good counter spell suite because people are going to try to undo. Like you need a lot of merfolk yeah. on the board in order to accomplish what you want to. Yeah. Right. I think I think doing bant like going into bant would be good because of that I wouldn't be, but then at that point like what are you doing it for like, is it for the untap ability? That's the only reason I'm saying that because yeah. there's actually only six white merfolk that exist, one of which is Sig. So really, there's only right. there's only five mono white merfolk. Are that you including exist. like the enchants and stuff like that too? Uh, I don't know. I'm just including the actual creature type, like okay. Merfolk. Okay. Yeah. Like there's only six. Cause that's what I'm concerned about is trying to get the right. untap triggers. Right. Yeah. Like there's a Stony Brook school master or whatever. There's mm-hmm. the, you know, like that's neat. I think this guy's going to be okay as a, as a tribal commander. I, I just do. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to be amazing. I think he's going to be as, as impressive as Merfolk has always been. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like not disappointing, not <laughs> like amazing sure you know but sure but somewhere in the middle they're like they're definitely the middle like no nah, they're pretty cool so here, here like what i think you'll see with kamena if anybody out there builds a deck mm-hmm. and i i hope we see it in our play group i think we'll see games where kamena can dominate and just steamroll mm-hmm. and then i think we'll see games that just are kind of surge spanner just saying yeah. also yeah like just don't let him board wipe you like yeah. just don't let him do it yeah, and you if you can. or find some way to recur it yeah you can't all right that's so that's the non-dinosaurs let's 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 get into some dinos let's dude. talk about yeah uh the fact that there's not a single legendary pirate in yeah this. so wizards what the fuck yeah i don't you know i don't like doing that you see a lot of people online like fucking wizards like great what job blah not a single one. We're not. You're not even gonna give us just just one. You're gonna give us two Naya dinosaurs between over two blocks. We couldn't just get another Grixis well, one. Well, and several Orzhov vampires over two. Like yeah, you know, like yeah, we got two Orzhov vampires over two, right? And yeah. there was a mono white one, I guess. Yeah. But we're not getting a single one. You're not giving us like a Demir one. And I get that there were. Right. That would just be about aggro. That'd be good. Right. Right. Or something. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of an unfortunate thing. I get that they're operating in the space of a small set and And trying to keep, yeah. And trying to keep standard together. But it was really important to have this many, like some of these cards are like 
like non-playable in standard. Oh these yeah, dinosaurs I, I'm are just pretty huge. sure most like, like there's just no way chunk of these dinosaurs and a lot of them like do nothing when they come in. Right. You know what I mean? Like some of them, yeah, they're really good, but then other ones are just like really not a single pirate. Well, I think it's an unfortunate legend. Like it's a it's a lost opportunity. Um, but whatever. I still love playing Magic the Gathering, so <laughs> thanks for making Magic the Gathering in the end. Whatever, you corporates, you corporates drone god damn all right hit it hit us with the dinosaur man. all right i i'm i'm gonna go with the white one okay just start off the top all right so zatalpa uh primal dawn six and two white for a four eight elder dinosaur and this is flying double strike vigilance trample indestructible so once you finally get to eight mana and you can cast this it's motherfucker yeah, four eight. It's a four eight. Yeah, I like the art. It's kind of like a surprise. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like it's it's just popping like, over the mountain. I'm coming like, over with the sun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want a Coca Cola? <laughs> Where's everybody going? Um, yeah, like as a commander, oh, man, I just can't. Does it got to be mono white? You know, good luck with that, man. For well, real. so. I, I don't want to spend very much time on this this card because that is I just, it's <laughs> you're just, already like trying to get away from it. It's not it's not commander worthy in terms of like uh, being the commander. I think it I think it's gonna definitely be in your Gishath deck. But uh, I guess what I want to illuminate is a principle here. What if you're at if you're gonna spend eight man on a commander? There's a certain famous angel that exists. Yeah, and it better fucking end the game. And it is also an eight eight. Just saying, right? It's the same amount of damage. Just, just putting that out there. But it, but it's oh, this thing's only giving itself indestructible. It's not making everything indestructible, yep. like, like Avacyn. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just kind of rough. Like you're, it's going to be hard to remove, sure, but it's not immune to it, right? And so you're going to be spending your whole game trying to get up to eight mana because you're in white. Yeah. And you'll get it out and you're just not going to do enough. Yeah. You're just not going to do enough. So it, the it, keywords aren't really getting us like there at this. Yeah. At this mana cost. Like if he was lower in mana cost or even a higher power, you know, like, yeah, that if it too. were, if it were like a, a five, eight, I think the thing, I think the thing that, that about white and red, like what I wish would happen is that their, their commanders were fucking scary when they came out. Right. You know, because it's like, yeah, I, I don't have all the stuff you guys have. I don't have the card draw. I don't have the, I don't have the ramp. This is my scary ass threat. Deal with it. Yeah. You know what yeah I mean? I, and even it, if it is indestructible, like some other white player or, you know, it can be bounced or it can be enslaved. It can be yeah. mind controlled. All those things can happen. Exactly. You know, like I wish it was just like, maybe this thing was, even if this thing was five mana, I'd be like, that would be the only thing I talk about it. Like, yeah, it's a four, eight flying indestructible double strike lifelink. But Again, it's not coming out for commander. If that if this was the case no, for standard, it's... it'd be like just ridiculous. Right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the Titans were crazy back when those were in. Oh, yeah, exactly. We were so, I remember so there... every time somebody resolved the Sun Titan, I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God, I better it's... win in like in the next turn. So you know? it's it's understandable. They're protecting other formats. It, it just doesn't it doesn't fit as a commander. OK, That's what about in Doran? 
Endoran? I'd put it in Doran. 16 damage flying in yeah. Doran. It ha- handles a lot of what Doran just doesn't have. Yeah, like, well, it. and that's the thing is Doran's really swingy anyways. You can get your like tree folk that's a zero or a 212 or whatever. And yeah, like but this would be a an eight damage. Yeah, it'd be eight double strike. So yeah. Would you it, put it in Doran if you were? Still oh, I would. Piloting if I was Doran? still piloting Doran, I'd definitely do it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it, it has its place, you know, like Ikratimna. I don't I doubt there's very many people doing that combo, but I I would even maybe consider it there too. Because you're gonna get sixteen life okay. off of that. <laughs> off of, off of the butt link there. Yeah, the old butt link. Yeah, would you put it in Ikratimna? Yeah, I, it's a I, flyer. I, I can see it being there. So yeah, it's not let's it's not right at all. It's not unplayable in let's, commander. Let's it's talk just about the... it's just not a commander. So That's you might all. want a Coca-Cola. I do. Okay, let's while we're on the sh- the shit talking train, let's talk about uh, Tets Tetsamok Primal Death. Yeah, just so for a black and a black for a legendary creature, elder dinosaur. You know what? Hang on. Okay, the whole elder thing with dinosaur just makes me think of some geriatric dinosaur. <laughs> it doesn't have the same, you know, it's, that it does with a dragon. It's like, it's like a doubly bad thing. Like dinosaur is already used. Yeah, to, like to, to like describe up, somebody you old dinosaur, as, right? You, you and then we're gonna dinosaur. call you an elder dinosaur. Like, yeah, you must be like hundred and twelve years old. I don't know, but when I hear the word elder dragon, I think of like some wizened like right man. That guy's been around. You know what I mean? Because like <laughs> you know, elder, elder dinosaur. dinosaur. You're just thinking of somebody with like a prolapsed anus that's just like really trying ugh, to hold it together. Really like, fucking ugh. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So yeah, it's six. It's a six six for six death touch. Like that right there is pretty. That's cool. pretty sweet. Now here's this weird about uh good old Tetsamok Primal Death. Um, it says <laughs> pay a black reveal Tetsamok Primal Death. From your hand. Oh, great. Prolapsed colon. Pay a <laughs> count or put a prey counter on target creature. Activate this ability only during your turn. So that right there is kind of fucking annoying. And then the last part is yeah, when when Tetsamok enters the battlefield, destroy each creature your opponents control with a prey counter on it. So it can't be a commander because you're never gonna have your commander in your hand. Yeah, this, I mean, yeah. Like, not in a reasonable fashion, no. Right. right? And if that's what you're going to be about, like, ah, man, you're, I don't know what to tell you. Like, there's just so many better options. Yeah, there's a lot of things <laughs> you got to like, do to, to make that so happen. I mean, um, like, I, I am impressed with the abilities. I think that you can just pay, pay black to keep revealing this thing from your hand. Yeah, but then to put these count prey counters on things and then cast it like that's actually I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Like it's pretty flavorful. But uh, for how much time you'd be spending doing that? Okay, like how much stuff that you're going to actually are you going to put counters on? Then it just dies before you get around to killing it. Just cast a freaking board wipe, (laughs) you know, right? Like by the time you get there, (laughs) right? Like just cast a damn board wipe. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm going to kill five guys. Oh, I'm going to kill a six guy. <laughs> and by the time you get to that, um, like, amount, like, are you going to cat, like, let's, oh, fuck, this card is just, like, so hard to work out. Isn't it, like, infuriating? It's hard to say how silly this card is. It's not a bad card, I'm I guess. in love with the card, because I just, think that's kind of cool. It's just silly. But... All right, all right, let me, let me put this out here, okay? Let me, are you ready for this? Okay. So let's say you have them in your hand, open like, opening hand, yeah. right? You resolve yeah. your swamp. You pay turn two, right? Or even turn one. Right. Yeah. Turn one, and this is you not resolving your soul ring, by the way. Turn one, you ex- expose a creature, right? You, you, <laughs> you tetsamok, right? 
Who's out on turn one? There's there's somebody's mana dork that's right. going to die before exactly. you get around to casting Tetsamok Turn two, anyways. you do it again. And this is you not resolving your signet, by the way. Right? <laughs> now you're doing your soaring. So you're playing a turn behind, pretty much, from turn one to Tetsamok everybody. Then when you finally get to turn six, how many creatures can you kill? Right? Five? Because on the sixth turn, you resolve Tetsamok prolapse dragon. Right? <laughs> so... You finally get him out, and you've only killed five creatures. Well, there's a sorcery called Hex. It says four, a black, and a black. Destroy six target creatures. Yeah, you're going to... You're, you know, yeah, for exactly. a sorcery. Like, get exactly. the fuck out of here. Like, you can only activate his ability at sorcery speed. Mm-hmm. That's the really bad part. Let's say I had nothing else to do, and it's right before my turn. Well, yeah, that's, right. that would be way let's, cool. Let's Let me just mana sync all this and Tetsamok it. Yeah. You know, I, this is what's really hard about doing set reviews, is, like, I'm trying to keep standard in mind, but this isn't a standard card like podcast like we're not talking about how to play standard like right i i, I just bet it's I, probably I, i'm only coming at this from, and anyone standard. listening to this isn't going like well what about standard you fucking idiot it's like then listen to your standard podcast for that set review i'm talking about stuff like in regards to i get why they didn't do stuff at instant speed like this guy because this guy'd be a fucking pain in the ass like in standard sure. you know sure well what's the point all my shit's gonna die you know and then on turn <laughs> six even if you don't do anything they've got a six six death touch staring you like staring down at you. right right it's just it's just such a weird card, dude. It is really you know? weird. I want. I want to. I wonder who designed it because it's it's a fascinating card. Yeah. Um, anyways, give us another. The other thing. Another the other thing too dinosaur. is it's black and it doesn't fit with any of your like Naya dinosaurs, right? Yeah. I mean, you I mean, can tell it, they're trying to do a cycle here because yeah, they do one of every color, but so yeah, it doesn't fit. It doesn't. It's not a consideration for all these other Naya dino, dino decks. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Can I talk about the blue one, Andy? Oh yeah, do it, dude. I'm I'm actually really excited about this one. Mm. Uh, so Nezahal Primal Tide. Yeah. So five and two blue for a seven seven. And so Nezahal Primal Tide can't be countered. You have no maximum hand size. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a fucking card. <laughs> Discard three cards. Exile Nezahal. Return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Okay, this is kind of like Kumina in that there's a lot going on here. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. Zatalpa was Coca-Cola word soup. This one is a a freaking like litany, right? This thing is just awesome. So first of all, it can't be countered. I I don't think commanders get countered that much, but if it's real scary, I would counter a commander. Mm-hmm. Um, can't happen. Or if you know they're going to win with it with it being present. Right, right, exactly. Uh, no max hand size. Awesome, because I'm in blue, so I plan on drawing cards. Right. But wait, whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card. Awesome. Yeah, it's a Mystic Remora. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's a Mystic Remora. Let's just go ahead and put Mystic and Remora like in a, the deck, too. Yeah, why the fuck not? <laughs> um, And then I think, to me, like it's, it, when I first saw this card, this whole discard three cards, exile Nezahal, and return it to the battlefield tapped at the beginning of your next end step. Uh, that means, so again, talking about the six converted mana cost and up issue. Yeah. Um, it needs to have a huge impact. Well, one of the things that, to me is that like I don't think you're, in most cases, ever going to be able to get this thing removed. Once it's on the battlefield, it's it's out there. Uh you you kind of brought up when we were when it was first spoiled like it's it doesn't have hex proof or evasion right which are cons against this 
Um, and, and I think that's something that makes it a little bit difficult. Uh, but you know, like I just want to see somebody play this with a big, huge play group and draw tons and tons of cards and then get yourself a bunch of a block unblockable, you know, since you've got a seven, seven people are on the clock. Um, you know, get Thassa, Artful Dodge, some of the Path Mages, like whatever you need, just like get that thing in. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot you could do with this thing. I think you people are thinking it's a good control deck. I'm looking at it more of like it actually handles a control deck very well, like as a as a stop, right to another control deck, right. So what do you envision? Well, because of the whole, like, it can't be countered thing. Right. Like, we're not going to have that conversation, and it's a, just this big 7-7 seven, seven threat. You know? Like, I'm glad they gave it a three-hit clock, right? Right. Anything lower than that, and I'm like, I don't know if I could make the distance with it. Which, and it, it is an, a little unusual in blue, because usually when you're you're doing, paying seven mana for a large creature in blue, it's going to be a 6-6. Six, six. Like, they're usually behind in size from the mana cost in blue. But, uh... Yeah, I think you're right. Like it's a seven seven. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just really amped for it because I think I think with blue, like there's a lot you can do to, like you say, to counter the counter player. I don't think you need to be counter yeah. heavy yourself. Just uh, uh, yeah, you want to protect your game. I, I absolutely think. love this guy. <laughs> I gotta just say it. Like I I really love this commander because it's or this legend, I guess, because it is what it's it's giving me a lot of ideas about how to run it. Like I, I, I think like the list I got going, cause I'm trying to, I don't actually don't, I actually don't have a mono blue commander, which is strange. I've never had a mono blue commander, never done it. Huh? Yeah. You've talked me and Brad into them, but I haven't ever done it. <laughs> you know, I've never done blue by itself. So some of the things I think that stick out with this commander, like just kind of throw it out there. Um, anything that will double its ability to draw. Right. Ooh. So like an Alhamrit's archive, things yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. Like if anybody's going to cast stuff, you draw two of them. I'm not so sure because I want to draw, I want to hit the draw button as hard as I can. Yeah. Right. Um, the Imperial plate would be really good on it because it would make his power and toughness equal to the size of how many cards are in your hand. Um, I think one really, really important card for him, and this is going to sound crazy, but yeah, it's called dragon wings. It's one in a blue. It says enchanted creature has flying, right? Okay. But what's really good is says when a creature with converted mana cost of six or more comes into play, you may return wagon dragon wings um, from your graveyard to play, enchanting that creature. Oh, so, so when it comes back, like it's... Yeah, so you could... It's, this thing actually has cycling too, so you could cycle this before you actually get him, cast him the first time. He's already a 7-7 seven, seven flying, right? Nice. Uh, let's say you have to do his eject button where you discard three, yeah, three discard cards. Three. He bounces. This comes back to him. That's awesome. So it's it's pretty much short of them like exiling your yard what, to get yeah, rid of this I mean, one like, enchant. Yeah, he's gonna stay in a flying mode, right? Things like that. And then yeah, because you're doing mono blue, you you actually kind of have to run more counter magic than you normally would because you don't have path to exile, sure. path of exile. You don't have all these other things. Like they're they are pretty much lar- by and large your only answers for things like other than like pongify things like that. Yeah, I think the tr- I think what you probably should try to avoid doing if I was ever going to play this and just knowing my meta is not turn him into a mother. May I deck because he still can't stand up against no, like what's he going to do with Karatter? What's he going to do against, um, Mirin? What's he going to like? There's a lot of decks will outclass him. Yeah. I think what's really good about him is, yeah, he's a big freaking threat. You can't play tempo in this format. 
try to just do whatever you can to keep him on the board. You know what I mean? I wish there was some more recursive evasion that I could get him. You know? Sure. I think that enchant's pretty good, but I wish there was something more that I could do to make him like maybe Thassa. Thassa. Yeah, could I mean Thassa's really good. I think there's Plus like she lets you scry. She's just a damn good card. You know, like there's other permanents that you can use. Um, yeah, and for more, sure. And then more than anything, like he just kind of like hoses the, the other control deck. Like it's just a big ass thing that they can't. Well, yeah, because they can't deal with it. Yeah, like right? let's say like you're playing a, Miz- a Mizix player, like attacking attacking them with this guy, like. You know, yeah, like, what are you going to do? I guess I'll have to drain their freak. Yeah, like, if you give him any kind of hex proof or you counter anything that they've got going on, like, he's not going to, they're not going to likely have a blocker for this thing. Oh, no. They'll have to drain their psycho riffs and drain their, like, and then he just doesn't leave. Yeah. Like, he just leaves, you know. Yeah, like, he'll be back. Yeah, and then you just keep drawing more cards. And then the stuff they use to deal with you gives you more gives cards. Gives you more cards. Everything they want to do to and stop that, you and, that, and stop everyone and I think else that's the is beautiful giving thing, you more is cards. You have no max to, hand size. Yeah, if somebody wants to get into a counter war with you, like they're going to That's always the problem. Like when you use your counters, like you used your fucking counter. Right? And this one it's going to put them back put put new ones into your hand, which is awesome. Yeah. Is there better mono blue commanders? Well, yeah, duh. Sure. But like I just I love I love this guy because he's not really asking you to do any specific thing. You know? Sure. Yeah. Sick. Sick card for sure. Well, hit us with another one, Andy. Uh, This one was spoiled a long time ago. It's Galta Primal Hunger. So I don't know how this one leaked, but they leaked it a couple months ago. But here he is again. So it's 10, a green, and a green <laughs> for, a, for a legendary elder dinosaur um, for a 12-12. And he has trample. But Galta Primal Hunger costs X less to cast, where X is the total power of creatures you control. So I remember reading somebody put somebody put up on a Reddit thread that there was only is it five or six legendaries that can two shot people with no extra help. <laughs> so one is Atarka World Render because she's a six six double strike, right? The other is the what is it the Kozilex, right? Yeah, one of the one or both of the Kozilex. Yeah, um, and then yeah, a couple of those, but this one, um. Yeah, this is now actually joins the two hit club. Big scary dinosaur. Right. Uh do you see it being its own commander? Um I think it would be, I think it would be dependent on the meta, right? That's kind of my thought. Like if you have a meta where there's not a lot of creature removal and board wipes aren't a big deal, uh and yeah, people kind of aren't very good at answering single target, like using single target threat. So like a newer meta. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're in like an older, they know what they're up to. People are kind of, they're smarter about their picks. You know, their, their removal is a big part of their deck. I don't know. I don't know. So like he does keep himself relatively on the cheap. Yeah. But you have to kind of think about the cost over time. Like what creatures are you kind of like putting out there? to kind of get this thing reduced in cost. Like mana dorks is probably the best way to do that, right? Right. Because not only do they reduce his cost on the front end, they actually contribute to mana. They actually, yeah, they spend, right? Yeah. Or you're just doing like a big green stompy deck and then yeah, they have like this big threat. I don't think he's a bad mono green commander. I just I don't know. You know, the more I look at him the, the more I like him because like a lot of the mono green commanders that work are kind of obnoxious. Like Yeah, so like they're pretty they're almost always like really one tracked, right? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of mono commanders are, I guess, huh? But I, I, I think, like, I'm intrigued with Galta because I think there's a couple different things you can do if you want him as commander. Like, A, you can kind of go with the big stompy creature route, or I'm kind of wondering if you can just kind of, like, elf ball it. <laughs> and he's just the elf ball guy they're all trying to summon. Right. Right. Like they're like that's kind of what I'm wondering. Cause... Yeah, because they, I mean, like, yeah, they they cheapen his cost by being there. Right. They cheapen his cost by con- contributing mana. Right. But it's just I don't know. Like, it's, like how flavorful would that be? That you've too... got a deck full of elves with yeah. a, with a dinosaur as the commander. Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to like instant kill somebody. Like if he gains double strike, they're just done. If he hit him with a berserk, it's done. Like hit a, a do a do a. Uh, um, what's the one that gives him infect? All your creatures infect. Uh, oh, triumph of the hordes. Yeah, they're just done. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot you could do, but a lot of it's just like big green whatever stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's just a big damn creature. I I don't want to say like he's too obvious, but he's too obvious. Like you, <laughs> everyone knows. You know I'm not what I mean? gonna lie. Like I was so like I got really excited when this thing was spoiled. Like, I think I think I was just. Cause there's a promo art for it, right? Yeah, there is where he's like, and I think that's what was spoiled was the promo art. And I was like, Holy crap, that thing is sexy. Yeah. It's a cool card. So something else is probably like, where does it fit in the 99? Obviously Gishath is another, another place to put it. Like I think Gishath is getting well fed. Yeah. You know, like Gishath is going to be a pretty, he's really good with Gishath because if you draw him, and and you're not resolving like you know what I mean like yeah. I think a lot of the problem with Gishath is that, like Gishath suffers from two sides of the worst sides of a ramp deck right so like a ramp oriented deck the best the best thing that can happen is that you draw your ramp and somewhere you kind of like percolate the things you're ramping for yeah right um, Gishath kind of solves that a little bit because of his weird like ability just to expose the top of your library when he attacks. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, you can get like the ramp out of the way once you've achieved that. Right. Um, but the worst part of a ramp deck is you've drawn all the stuff you're trying to ramp for and none of the ramp. And then I guess, yeah, there's this third bad situation where you only draw your damn ramp and you don't draw <laughs> anything you're ramping for. Right. Sure. So sure. having some kind of card filtering, like, uh, I don't know, Thrasios, you know, Thrasios. Yeah, dude. Thrasios is broken. But Thrasios yeah, he, is awesome. I, I, but to kind of go back to Galta, like, if he's in your hand, all these dinosaurs that you've been resolving on the way have, have reduced his cost. Yeah. So even if you're not going to resolve him, like, pulling him off the top with, with Gishath's big swingy ability, yeah. he is benefiting from... From those other things so yeah, happening. Absolutely amazing for, for whatever. I think he's really good in, yeah, like you said, a mono, or like an elf kind of deck is a finisher. Yeah. You know, or not a finisher, but just a really huge threat. Sure. Uh, Saleva, he'd be all like the new Saleva. Like she will, you will always get the mana from him for there. Like who's going to have a creature bigger than that other than some Eldrazi player. Yeah. Right? I think you had brought up my ale as well. Yeah. Um, be good in my ale. I think, I think she's saying she's, she's kind of like, she's kind of like Gishath in that she a- only hers is like an activated ability. Yeah. So she activates like, you know, look at the top five, put a creature card with power five or greater among them on the battlefield. Yeah. Rest on the bottom of your library. Like, yeah, if he ends up in your hand, what you're doing with her is, is shrinking his cost. It's going to shrink his so, cost. So, yeah, he's great in the other 99. So, I, I really think, like, he's one to watch out for. 
you know, people can be like, oh, really? You yeah. Know? Especially like the later the game goes and the more. Oh, yeah. Like a, a big hit like that. Like nobody's yeah, going to be able to take. Yeah. Um. All right. Let me hit you with the red one. OK. So Italy, Primal Storm. Italy. Italy. <laughs> you guys want some pasta? That's what he's yelling. You want some pasta? Guys? You want some pasta? Surprise. <laughs> you want some pizza? Anyway. This is it's a me, Italy. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. So it's four and two red for a six six. It says whenever Atali Primal Storm attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast any number of non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. Pretty nuts. It is pretty nuts. So, uh, uh, I mean, I guess there's a couple shortcomings. First of all is that it just doesn't have haste. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, why can't it have haste? Again, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking about standard, okay? Sorry, <laughs> I don't run a standard podcast. But, like, could it? Could we just have haste on the red commander? Right. The white one has flying and everything else. Yeah, and the everything. green one has trample and everything else. The blue one is, I don't know. It pretty, can't be countered and it draws it, you cards. And there's blue. all kinds of cool shit. Yeah. Couldn't we just have it with haste? Yeah, you and it, honestly, it looks like a dinosaur that's in a hurry. Oh, yeah, he's just like, get out of my way, pizza. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Gotta keep it hot! Gotta keep it hot! <laughs> yeah. All right, so evaluating it as a commander, that's that's kind of my problem. Like, so, it does so, nothing the turn it resolves. It's yeah, so it does nothing mana, the turn which is it a problem resolves. For red. The other thing, too, is that it's not on the clock. It's a 6-6, six, six, right? Yeah. So if you're if you're wanting to like be able to use it for commander damage, you're behind the curve on that just barely. I'd honestly be okay if this guy was a 5-5 five, five and just had haste for the same mana. Yeah, that would probably... Like, I, don't, I don't need it to be a 6-6. Six, six. No, you don't. Like, for legendaries, it's like 7-7 seven, seven or bust, dude. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, give me a 7-7 seven, seven or yeah. let's not talk about it. Like, 6-6 six, like, six is kind of absurd. Yeah. So, so those things being set aside... um. I think it, it ah, I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, this could be super cool or it could just whiff really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the more players you got in your game, like the more possibilities you have. Right. It's RNG princess for sure. Like you're really doing the random, random numbers. Like you could top deck nothing and top deck everything. Like, yeah. All right. So if we want to build it as a commander, yeah, we got to get haste in there for sure. Yeah. So or, haste is required. Or Videlkinori, whatever. Probably definitely both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go say Strionic Resonator. So you can double that effect. Right? Yeah. Because so you want to give yourself twice. options if you're doing this, right? Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, like Cage Sun to get the mana, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, Just the mono red staples. But I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's just a, like, Grenzo exists. You can do Grenzo. Yeah, you have to pay those costs, but you can pick one guy and just pick on him with all your swarm of evasive red bastards or goblins, depending on what you want to do. Sure. Right? And then when that doesn't work for you anymore, just start goading everybody. You know what I mean? Like, those things happen. This thing is just... Could this be a replacement for that? Well, I I don't think so because it only happens once. You know, and people get unreasonably freaked out by effects like this. Yeah, they actually do. You they know, really do. Mind's dilation. <clears throat> like, this is and a that's mind's exactly dilation. what I was thinking is mind's dilation. Right. Like, it's just, and that's an enchantment. It's harder to kill. And we've seen Andy whiff. Andy play, Andy's been using mind's dilation for a little while. That's kind of where it, I'm coming from. And it, and it whiffs it's regularly. Got, all the time. Like, all the time it whiffs. Like, it's cool, but it, it does whiff regularly. Yeah. So, yeah. 
where this goes in Commander as a format, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Maelstrom Wanderer. Probably pretty good. Like, okay. if you cascaded in this, that'd be pretty good. Um, yeah, probably, maybe Yidris, too, to yeah, have, like, just... Yidris okay. is about resolving shit that just, like, comes in and does wacky stuff. Like, doing wheels, things comes into play. Like, if you're running, like, kind of, like, a medium, medium well, uh, like, competitive Yidris list, like, I could see this guy in there. Feld into the third path would be all over this guy. He oh, just wants red creatures, because really cool. he'll give him haste, right? Yeah. This yeah. guy with any kind of kiki combo nuts right if you could figure out a way to like get kiki infinitely untapped and then somehow have a way to clone it mm-hmm. over here with this guy that would be crazy so too. there's some real combo oh, wait, no, no. potential no no he's... wait i take it back oh kiki can't clone legends oh that's right yeah never mind because it would kill it yeah it'll kill it no he just can't do it he just he doesn't he can't even target legends oh yeah, yeah it's just his target non-legendary creature okay, okay. yeah yeah all i know so is whenever i see kiki it just needs to die True. I mean, Kiki's in Felden, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. so this this would be really good for Felden. Absolutely, really. It would be great for Felden. That's actually a really cool idea. Um, okay. Outside of that, trying to think of, like, other... I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, other commanders that want this guy. Yeah, you know? I mean, you, you're you're the red expert here, so... Maybe, maybe Xenagos, like, because Xenagos can double his power and give him... Does Xenagos grant trample? Well, Xenagos grants haste. I know that for sure. So now you have a 12-12, yeah. you know, swinging thing that triggers all these abilities that they, like, if you grab a big creature from their library, then that can be yeah, they Yeah, so they get haste from Xenoghost. Yeah, so Xenoghost, I, I definitely see this one as, like, a pet card in Xenoghost. Um, that would actually be a really cool combo. Yeah, but as a commander, I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I, you need, like, the thing about a commander, to me, a lot of the time is... They are the one constant you can bet on in this game. Sure. You don't draw them. They're in the command zone. You know how much they're going to be. The whole deck is built around their function. Like, when the effect of, like, I don't know, if you kind of look at commanders, like, ones with random effects aren't all that great. And then you give it a shit color identity like this. Well, and that's, I was, that's what I was going to say is it's like. Now, if this guy was, is that colored? We'd be probably having a different conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. If this guy was even just maybe red-green. Because you could ramp into him and get on this earlier. If mm-hmm. this guy was red black, even like that would fit red black, I guess. Like it's just the fact that it's yeah. Mono you could red. probably get yourself more mana out of out of doing that. But you know, I don't know. That's toss. a fix to every commander. Like any bad commander, you slap an extra color on it, and it's like, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like any bad commander, like this black one. Like yeah, but if it was black and white, like we'd have. I don't know. It'd still be pretty dark. <laughs> You can put all five colors on this guy and it'd still be like, <laughs> you got to get him into your hand. Yeah, man, I mean, yeah like it just, if that, God, I guess it was to show you how weird that Tetsamok primal prolapse is. Right? <laughs> Give me the last one, Andy. All right, here Give me we the go. the last one. Freaking good Lord. So we're talking about the last dino, right? Yeah. But it's dude. also like the first dino. It's Zakama primal calamity or Zakama. Let's say Zakama. I don't like Zakama. That sounds like. Like a jicama. Yeah. You're like, so, is yeah. it a dinosaur or a root that's relatively flavorless? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, Zakama Primal Calamity. Six, a red, a green, and a white for a legendary creature, elder dinosaur. Vigilance, reach, trample. <laughs> when Zakama Primal Calamity enters the battlefield, if you cast it, untap all lands you control. 
Good lord. That's pretty huge. And it's a 9-9. And also, if that wasn't fucking crazy enough for you, like, that should have been enough for anybody, right? Right, right. But if that wasn't enough, you can pay two and a red to deal three damage to target creature, two and a green to destroy target artifact or enchantment, or two and a white, and you gain three life. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, welcome to a commander you're going to be seeing around for, for a while. I think so. For a while. There's just so much combo potential with this guy. So this made me think so much. a lot of the Shattergang brothers. Why? Because they just have like the same activated. Yeah, just because you have these like pay mana activates. But the difference being that the Shattergang asks you to sacrifice whatever it is that you're trying to destroy. This thing is just nuts. Right? Yeah, this thing's nuts. Whereas this one just wants you to sink mana in it to do these things. Not only is it just a huge... Okay, so I want to say this... I don't think this replaces Gishath as a dinosaur tribal commander, you know. Oh, no. This 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 commander does not ask you to have other yeah, dinosaurs it just, at all. It just doesn't, right? Like, just put that out of your mind. Right. <laughs> like, it just doesn't. When, Z- when Gishath exists, it's like, sorry, if you want to build this, if this is your dino commander and you didn't jump on the train and somebody else in your play group got on it. Yeah, sorry. Because in our group, it's like, whoever would have gotten Gishath would be they'd be on it already. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, what I think this guy does lend himself to is yeah. Combo like for fucking sure. Combo, some kind of combo. Yeah. Like I already have like a couple ways to go infinite with this one. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Give so, it to me. Cloudstone curio, right? Is three, three mana. So it okay. says whenever a non artifact permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may return another permanent you control that shares the permanent type with its owner's hand. So if See, you have enough mana to cast, like, let's just make it easy. Um, uh, an Elvish Mystic, right? Okay. Like, Elvish Mystic's out. You spend nine mana, right? Okay. Um, you earn weight. You would need a, like, you would need, you would need this guy out. You, yeah, so you spend nine mana. He enters the battlefield. He untaps nine. And then right. he sends the Elvish Mystic back to your hand. You use one of that mana, recast Elvish Mystic. Right, you return this to your hand, you bounce it back. Right. So as long as you have ten mana or the mana to cast both creatures, I guess is what you need to tell yourself. Sure. You can infinitely ETB both. So if that other creature is something that does something when it ETBs, then you can keep doing it until the right. end of time. If you keep going, like if you have enough mana to activate this guy's ability and still have a mana left over to re-resolve that guy that you keep putting in and out of your hand. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like it will just, you can just activate his abilities infinitely. So you can kill all the creatures that are indestructible, destroy all the artifacts and enchants that are indestructible and gain infinite life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, another one would be like the teamer saber tooth. So the teamer saber tooth lets you pay two to return target creature to your hand. And then it gain and then it gains indestructible. So the outlet for doing this becomes indestructible. Right. Right. So now I can't just be like, Oh shit, I need to get rid of that. Like, right. So with sure perforos out, in these in these occasions, everyone's getting Ooh. wrecked. With Warstorm Surge out in these occasions, everyone's dying Ugh. even faster. Because Warstorm Surge, when it enters the battlefield, he gets still eight right to their face or n- nine. nine to their face. So, yeah, this would be a very linear way of building this commander, but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't even like. It doesn't even stop there. Like you know, coercive portal right four, one a tap return target creature to its owner's hand unless it control or pays one. Like you just put that in because you're just not going to pay the one. You're going to let him come. Right. In. So you're going to put him out, empty all your mana into his abilities, 
right? Save the one. Dude. Like, there's just so much. Like, even with these, with if you take infinite out, like, the fact that you can put this 9-9 out that doesn't cost you anything. Right. You can go all the way around the table, and then right before your turn begins, empty all of his mana that he just gave you back into his abilities, then untap with the same amount of mana, and now you have a 9-9 tramping vigilant reach creature to swing at anybody with 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 impunity nearly. Right. Short of them having death touch or something. And it's if they scary. do, just ping it with the freaking activated. Like, he's just nuts. Like, the thing is nuts. <laughs> He is like the high, he's like what you want from like a high end mana costed commander. Oh yeah, exactly. So we're talking like that, that six converted mana cost or above. Like it better have a huge fucking impact. Right. I'm thinking that here it is. Oh yeah. And this is going to sound crazy, but I'm thinking if you're going to run this commander, you need at least 15 sources of ramp. I, well, I think that's like the min. I I probably want, you probably want to shoot for 20 ramp spells. Because your, your baseline usually should be around 10, right? Oh, that's boring. It's like, yeah, but look at the guy. Like if he dies once without your control ability to control it. Well, and, and you know? also look at the other things you can replace. You don't need to have your enchant and artifact hate don't need because it. it's on your commander. Replace all of that with ramp. Yeah. You so you can, can leave Cross and Grip out of the picture. You, can, you have an activated ability that destroys it. Yeah, if they can, try to do something, well, then just respond and do it again. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it just... You can minimize your, your spot removal because yeah. it's on your commander. Like, you're making space. He makes space for a lot of other things. For ramp. <laughs> ramp. Yeah. Because he makes space for ramp. Yeah. There is one dinosaur synergy I guess he could have. The fact that he can deal three damage to target creature. Some of these dinosaurs want oh, to be spanked yes. for them to do their thing. <laughs> I guess there's that <laughs> synergy. There's other stuff from you from slapping this guy in Gishath. Right. You know. No, like, there's, yeah, exactly. Gishath's one less mana and whatever, but like, <laughs> oh my God, this guy's just nuts, dude. This guy's nuts. <laughs> you know? He's just nuts. It's cool. I'm a, I, so do you think you're going to build this one? Uh, I don't think I'm going to be allowed to. I think people are kind of like, I think Tiff wants it. Cam wants it. You know, Cam really wants it. Really? Tiff just wants it. You know, I wonder if Tiff can, can wrap her head around a red deck though. Like she just doesn't like red. Do red. She just doesn't do it. Doesn't like it. But yeah. Huh. Yeah, dude. Crazy, well, crazy commander. That's definitely, a, that's a cool the, one. definitely the crown jewel for commander in this yeah this, i mean this, this entire set for as much as i'm upset about zatalpa and, and tetsamok and whatever i'm not yeah. really upset at yeah them. i'm like I'm just you like, really want a dinosaur I'm just like, like is that something it. that you needed yeah i'm not really upset with it i'm like mm, i get it but zakama is dope yeah all right, uh, let's let's hit some other. Well, let's hit the planeswalkers real quick, and then we'll dive into the we other legendary creatures. Sure. Um, let's see here. Angrath the flame chained. So three, a black and a red, for Angrath planeswalker. Angrath legendary. <laughs> each opponent That's discards. A so he comes in with four loyalty. It says each opponent discards a card and loses two life. That's his. That's it's his increase. Is up one. His down three says gain control of target creature in the end of the turn, untap it, it gains haste until end of turn, sacrifice at the beginning of the next end step if the con- if it has a converted mana cost of three or less, just so you know. I think that's, yeah. And okay. then the last one is is his ultimate. Each opponent loses life equal to the number of cards in his or her graveyard. This this belongs on a pressure deck. Like, I just, that's, I don't know. Each opponent discarding a card and losing life, 
like that alone being able to like if if i just said to people like i'm not ever going to activate its ultimate i'm just going to do this to you every turn yeah that's going to be enough to piss people off but right i, I like I, I don't know. I have a hard time evaluating planeswalkers because I don't use them. Well, and, and also, so I think as much to keep like I think as much as we know. plan to see things happen, like oh yeah, you know I should be able to pull this off a few times. Will you? Like, let me ask you: Have they ever made a planeswalker for commander? Not like a not planeswalker. the twenty fourteen yeah, commander. Not those, but like a planeswalker that just so happened to be like in the deck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like these these planeswalkers, like I'm just so sick of talking about them, dude. Like they keep showing up in these sets. They're for draft. They're amazing in draft. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, you got That's point. what they're for. They're pretty good, maybe in a control deck or two in I, in standard. I, 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 guess. I think you have to ask yourself with and if they're with too this. good, they just get banned. Right. You exactly. Know? Like exactly. they just get banned, or they're thousand dollars, like Baby Jace and Papa Jace. Like they just turn into like insanely expensive cards. Like they're the, they are like we've I've said it a thousand times, man. But you know they're the most annoying thing to explain to new players. Yeah, they're just true. annoying. That's right? true. They're not good in this format. Like they're just not. Everyone evaluates them like off of their ultimate. No, because You're here's what you need to do: is you need to add, like with, a play with, group that knows what's up. Yeah, like with Angrath, you, you need to ask yourself: Am I will? Am I okay with paying five mana to make each opponent discard a card and lose two life? Or am I okay to pay five mana? To gain control of a target creature, untap it. It gains haste until the end of the turn. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step, and it has converted mana cost to three or less. Like five mana, do that at sorcery speed. Yeah, and then maybe if no one does anything to me from there on, each opponent discards a card and loses two life. Like if those are the way we evaluate things, but I, I then okay, yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like I, I'm okay with both the uh, the up and the down. Like I, I think the ultimate. Like you say, it's a pipe dream. Pipe dream. Like you, whenever anybody pulls off an ultimate in a commander game, it's it was an accident. Yeah, like people it accidentally paying attention or they snuck it in. They're like, yeah, I've, I've been doing it. Here it is. Uh, Hotly radiant champion. So yeah, unless you're in a Traxa, then yeah, then we're we're talking different things. Which this guy doesn't fall into that because yeah, he's got he, red. He's got red. So Hotly radiant champion. <laughs> so two a green and a white legendary planeswalker Hotly. Uh, put so it comes in with three loyalty. Put a loyalty counter on Hotly Radiant Champion for each creature you control, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I gotta say. Yeah, put down one. Uh, target creature gets plus X plus X until the end of the turn, where X is the number of creatures you control. Which, yeah, you could do that three times. And then it's eight. Is you get an emblem that whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. So token deck. Yeah, this is this is. I, also, I, she has. There's a comma in the yeah, background. Yeah, she has a comma in the background. I didn't notice that until just now. Huh. But uh, I I mean, as much as we're dogging on Planeswalkers, I think if... Okay, so you have a Race of the Redeemed. Yeah, is this, she going this in? Deck, this will go in the deck. For sure. Yeah. You're sure you could get her ultimate? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> you really do? Think about it. How often do you have... I mean, I, I think it would be pretty easy to get her out activate the 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 first you know adding loyalty counters thing and she'll have enough to do the ultimate next time around okay so you think this this will work i think it's viable in a in a in a selesnia token deck okay and yeah that's it 
and you're because you're gonna draw a shit ton of cards. Yeah, I don't even think it really would go in in tracks. So she doesn't typically run a lot of creatures. No, you don't need it there. It, it's it's, it's a Selesnia token deck. That's where this goes. Pretty easy. Yeah. All right. So she's the one that will like goes in one place. All right. Uh, should we do the the uh, enchant? Well, there's two more planeswalkers. We're, oh yeah. I mean, unless you really want to talk about them. That's right. I'm forgetting. Wait, there's no, there's I'm, not. I'm just there's, kidding. There's, huh? Let's move on. There's huh? Vraska. And yeah, then... so there's Vraska Scheming Gorgon. Uh, four, a black, and a black. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, or plus one, plus oh till the end of the turn to bring her up by two. She comes in with five loyalty. Down three, destroy target creature. Or her, you can do negative ten to do her ultimate. Until the end of the turn, creatures you control gain death touch, and whenever this creature does combat damage to an opponent, that creature loses the game. So again, yeah. Uh, this one's not gonna get. This one's not gonna happen. Like you're just, I don't know. Like I, I don't even think Vraska's like, worth it, talking about that much because you're not gonna pull it off. Well, yeah, and even putting her in like an Atraxa deck, like you're not running a lot of creatures. The other Vraska actually gives you three assassins. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then yeah, you got another Angrath. So it's Ang Angrath Minotaur Pirate. So there is our one pirate legend, I suppose. <laughs> um. Angrath, Minotaur Pirate, four a red and a black. Angrath, Minotaur Pilot, Pirate, deals one damage to target uh, target opponent and to each creature that player controls, which seems insane in a format full of these dinosaurs that want to get spanked. That's like that would be suicide yeah, like, against it, that. Yeah, uh, it, it, it actually does. Like against a standard dino deck, right? Wouldn't it? Yeah, no, you're right. Plus, they're huge. They're just gonna stomp all over this guy. It doesn't matter anyhow. Yeah. Anyway, like if it was your own stuff, it makes better sense. And then it says negative uh, three return target pirate card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So yeah, all right. Like recurring pirates, I guess. But and the ultimate is destroy all creatures target opponent controls. Angrath pirate deals damage to that player equal to their total power. So that's a freaking crazy ultimate. That's a huge but ultimate. But you need to do eleven to get there. Yeah, and so I, a six it is mana, up two. Yeah, six mana. Six mana can't really protect itself. You know. Yeah, so it's five. Comes out with five loyalty counters. Goes up to seven on that turn. You've got to get up to nine and then 11 and then go around the table again yeah, to just, pull that off. Like you're it's just not. Happening. And again, not in a tracks of colors. So, right. And then, yeah. And even in like the idea about standard, like, are you really wanting to ping all of these dinosaurs considering what they want to do? Yeah. I, I mean, so we acknowledged, we acknowledged the planeswalkers. <laughs> they yeah. exist. We acknowledge them. You're probably going to pull one in a booster and then you're going to be like trying to find a place to put it. And you're just never going to find a place to put it. <laughs> cool. All right. We did it. Yay, we did it. All right. Other cards. Okay. Let's get a good one, dude, because we, we sound like a bunch of old women. Well, let's let's talk right about the enchants then, and let's go with the Golgari enchantment. Okay, yeah. Let's give me a good card for sure. Okay, so Journey to Eternity. Um, so it's hard to say. God, it's so hard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good uh, card but i'm gonna bitch God, about it anyway bitch about it any God, we're terrible <laughs> dude. such freaking entitled neck <laughs> so one black and a green um enchant creature you control so an enchanted creature dies return it to the battlefield under your control then return journey to eternity to the battlefield transformed under your control then it turns into atzal cave of eternity okay so already that's pretty cool that you can pay three mana that you've got some creature that like when it dies it's going to be coming back yeah awesome yeah like that's that's a pretty good insurance plan yeah i like it um but this atzal cave of eternity that it turns into this legendary land has tap 
add one mana of any color to your mana pool. And I think that's the case with all of these legendary enchants that turn to land or turn to lands. They can add any color of any mana or, or any mana of any color. But then it has this other activated ability three and then Golgari, so black and green, and you tap itself, so six total mana to return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, that's hot. That's way cool. Yeah. Now, let's just imagine that we're doing things like uh, that as a comma that untaps your lands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have to have a pretty huge multicolored deck to fit that in because he's already Naya and then right. you need this. Right. So I don't know, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some other things that are going on, but like, I, yeah, I don't know. There's there's some cool stuff going on, I think, that you can do. Um, with well, Karadar and Marin want this. Oh, for sure. That's that. Backup plan. Because those creatures that they strap them to are going to die. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, they have a functional duplicate of their ability. Exactly. So, and then in, in Karadar's case, he could kind of get around some, like a little bit of a cost evasion, right? So if he's got like a massacre worm in the yard, he could just pay five rather than the full six or I don't know, Elish Norn, five <laughs> instead of seven, right? And yeah. Yeah. Basically recur two creatures um yeah no it's it's a it's a golgari staple because it's everything golgari wants to do exactly because golgari is all about doing that shit so freaking awesome for sure let me hit you with the is that one dude okay storm the vault two a blue and a red for legendary enchantment whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player create a colorless treasure artifact token um with tap sacrifice this artifact add one mana of any mana or any color to your mana pool so that right there is I'd be okay with that. Like, so that's as far as it went. You know what I mean? Like, if you were doing, like, Locust God, like... Oh, man, Every honestly. time you hit, it turns into mana, you know? Yeah. But it says, at the beginning of your end step, if you control five or more artifacts, transform Storm Vault. So, yeah, you, you, you're just going to flip it over pretty quick with, with, a, with a Locust God kind of deck, for sure. sure. But now you have add one mana of any mana, or any color to your mana pool. Uh, it turns into the Vault of Cat... Catlacan, Right. So which is legendary land. At, yeah, tap, add one mana of any mana or any color to your mana pool, and then you can tap and add blue to your mana pool for each artifact you control. So it is a Talarian Academy. <laughs> That's what it is. That's you you're you're gonna get a lot of mana out of that in your artifact deck. Yeah, yeah I I believe you will actually. So Locust God wants it. Uh, Brea probably wants Brea it. Brea definitely she, There's like some softer stuff going on with Brea too. I'd even probably say the partnership of, uh, who is it, Akiri and, oh. and uh, yeah, I Silas. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah, because they're they're probably going sideways quite a bit. Okay. Right? Um, things like things like that. A lot. Any pretty much any red, green artifact. The the attacking part when they have to deal damage is getting it. But really, it just says beginning and end step. If you control five or more artifacts, it doesn't necessarily need. Yeah, to be I mean, treasures. you could just be like using, yeah, like yeah. using your your rocks, like, right? So you don't whatever. really need. Yeah, you don't really, you don't really need to have this the other portion at the top. Right? I don't think it's uncommon for decks that aren't even trying to have a lot of artifacts to have five artifacts. Not even like it's 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 something that you yeah like it's pretty rad. Um. Let me hit you with the, the Orzhov one. Okay. So Profane Procession. Okay. Uh, one and Orzhov, so white-black. And then it has, you pay three white and black, exile target creature. Then if there are three or more cards exiled with Profane Proce- Pro- Procession, transform it. 
Uh, so it has the tap for mana of any color. It also has tap. You can pay two and then white and black and tap. Put a creature card exiled with this permanent onto the battlefield under your control. So, uh, oh yeah, that, that the legendary land is called Tomb of the Dusk Rose. I don't, I don't know. Like this one's kind of like limited in its possibility, right? Like it's not as open ended as I think like something like Storm Vault is, or yeah, the Skolgari one, Journey to Eternity. But you can get rid of some big things, some people, some things that are a big deal. I I don't know. It's a lot of mana for spot removal, right? Yeah. That you're hoping that you can piggy bank because if people, people are not going to be a fan of you being able to exile their shit. Like you might not have this around by the time you need to transform it. So I think a lot of like a lot of the feedback that you've been seeing about this card is that, yeah, it's really slow. Um, I think it's slow for its colors, weirdly, right? Black hmm. and white already does this in an exemplary way. Yeah, white exiles for exceedingly I think if it was cost. any other color combination, and I hate saying that, I don't think people would be saying this is slow. Like, if it was, like, blue and black, I think people would probably be like, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But since it's white and black, I think is why people are kind of, like, not super ecstatic about profane procession. Um... I don't know. I, I actually want to kind of wait and see on this one because my whole thing is that it, it's like, it's like an attrition. Sure. I guess. Like, yeah, yeah it's it not is. going to be as fast as an instant speed removal. It is spot removal on a creature. Or I mean, on an enchant that, that you can get rid of and then you flip it and you turn it into that. I think what the thing, it only lets you do three though. And then, yeah, yeah it you only get to do opposite three. thing. And then at that point, like, are you really looking to activate it? You know what I mean? I well, I, I, I it's think hard. this one's hard for me to evaluate. I, I think th- it comes from my lack of orzoffiness. Yeah, right? because like I think here's why you would put it in the deck, right? Is is you want to be able to get to the end goal? Yeah. Because of what you just described, there's better exiling removal in white that's cheaper. There's better spot removal for destruction that's cheaper in black. Um. So that's not, yeah, like, so, so you have to say to yourself, like, well, my goal is to get the end goal. But then you're probably not going to reach that quite often. People are going to remove this enchantment so you can stop doing that. Or if they're just smart, they're going to let you, they're going to be political about it, let you kind of do your thing and then kill it before you have a chance to take advantage of the land, right? I just, I don't know. I don't. It's kind of a weird one. I don't think I don't. Zura can tutor it. So if we're talking about like if we're going to use it, so Zura can tutor it. Sure. Uh, I guess that, and that's probably a good deck to do it in because Zura is going to be tutoring up the enchantments you want to use, and then you can use this for your removal. This is if you're not running the combo Zur. If you're running Doomsday Combo Pile Psycho Death Kill Zur, then yeah, right. this is wholly not on your radar. But if right. you're running, uh, I don't know, <laughs> a little bit more of a moral. EDH deck. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could tutor it with that. I, I would actually probably think about replacing that over like obl- replacing this over Oblivion Ring. I don't like the Oblivion Zer- Ring effects, honestly. Yeah, so this one's, I think, a little better. It's permanent-ish, provided you don't choose to return it under your own control and get greedy. Sure. It doesn't have a May trigger, which means it is going to turn into this land no matter what. Um, Maybe the... Uh, oh, what's that dude? What's his name? Daxos, the white black Daxos oh, deck. 
could, the enchant could make something Axos. happen with this bad boy. Because, yeah, enchants and enchant Saxos. Um, who else would like this if they really were looking at it? I just, I, yeah, I think it's just because the colors are just like, yeah, it's, you know. it's a it's an awkward one. Yeah, maybe if the cost to activate was three again, and maybe yeah. you lost a life when you did it. I oh, I would totally do it if but that the were the fact the case. that it's, yeah, do nothing when it comes out, and you still have to, and then you have to pay. You know what I mean? Like, they're just the costs are crazy. So, yeah, it's hard to find a place for it. I, I don't know. I'm still kind of like a wait and see on there because you sure. never know. I just. No, you're right. You never do know. Because it's recursive, you know, or at least not recursive, but it is housed in a permanent. It, it is something that we're talking about, like, that I think is important. So it's worth exploration. Okay. Let me hit you with the, with the Boros one. Yeah, do it, dude. So it's red and white. When Path of, or it's Path of Metal, an enchanted, and a legendary enchantment. When Path of Metal enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to each creature that doesn't have first strike, double strike, vigilance, or haste. Which, if you look at a lot of the dinosaurs, they have those abilities. Oh, hey! Oh. Um, whenever you attack with at least two, which even the ones that don't, if you're running it in the same deck, like if you're the guy that wants that damage, so sure. that they like to be spanked. <laughs> um, yeah. Zitalpa's got like all of those. Right, so he, yeah. And plus he's indestructible. So whenever you attack um, with at least two or more, two creatures that have first strike, double strike, vigilance, and or haste, transform Path of Metal. So then it turns into... Um, Metzali Tower of Triumph. So it gives you one of many color when it taps like the rest of these do. But then it has a one in a red tap. The Tower of Triumph deals dam- two damage to each opponent. Or two in a tap, uh, two in a white, and then tap. Choose a creature at random that attacked this turn. Destroy that creature. Dude, why does Boros fucking suck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't. I don't know, man. This is not doing a lot. Okay, it's not for, for Commander. Boros. Let's just... <laughs> you just want to move on. All right. Well, no, I mean, like, I think we've been having that conversation a lot. Like, I don't I don't want to be upset with cards because they're not for Commander. Like, it, it, that, that's clearly the thing going on here. Or at like, least spending, wasting all this time trying to find out who wants it. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, right, it's not can, a thing. I can get down with that. All right, so how about Hadana's Climb? So it's one, a green, and a blue. At the beginning of... of combat on your turn put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control then if that creature um yeah if that creature has three or more 1-1 counters on it transform hadana's climb so then it turns into winged temple of orzaka so gives you a man of any color but then you can pay one a green and a blue tap target creature you control gains flying and gets x plus x where x is its power so it doubles their power in the air yeah uh how about I play this the turn after I cast Prime Speaker Zagana? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> or uh, the new Izuri, the oh, the newer Izuri, bad Izuri, right? He's all about one one counters. Yeah. Right? He's getting them like crazy. It'll flip really, really quick. Like yeah. You just pick that creature. It'll have that many on there, probably. And it'll auto flip at the end of that turn. Yeah, or put it in your. It's just some huge thing from then on. Varel deck. Uh, I think Simic's pretty well defined with the one one counter thing. Yeah, and then, like, so yeah, being able to give it evasion and double its size. You have an Simic deck with one one counters in it. This is your enchant. Yeah, you you need this. You You have a Simic deck that's an aggro deck. This is probably still your enchant, right? And if you're a dumbass trying to do one one counters in Atraxa, this is probably still your enchant. You, you probably need it <laughs> if you're a dumbass trying to do one one counters <laughs> with Atraxa. I don't mean to be insulting. I'm just that guy. Yeah, you are that guy. You did it. 
<laughs> All right. Any any other cards? We move on to a different uh, cycle. So I think we did. We uh, we need to get the artifacts, the legendary artifacts, right? Uh, yeah. There's another cycle though. Oh, they're, is there? The, yeah, they're like. Do you the mean the, the forerunners? Yeah. So there's a forerunner for. There's basically like a tribally kind of tutory thing for vampires. Uh, there's one for pirates. There's one for humans, and there's, there's one actually one for merfolk. So there's only really three. Isn't there a dinosaur? Did you say dinosaur? Um, no, but is there one for? There dinosaur? is a dinosaur forerunner of the empire. Oh yeah, the red one. Yeah, sorry. Did I say humans? Yeah, you said humans. So there's the pirates, the dinosaurs, the merfolk, and the yeah. Vampires. There's a dinosaur one. Sorry, not humans. It's it's dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. I was actually weirded out because I was looking for because I was looking for one. Anyways, let's go through the let's go through them. Okay, so Forerunner of the Legion is two and a white. When Forerunner of the Legion enters a battlefield, you may search your library for a vampire card. Reveal it, then shuffle your library and put that card on top of it. So it puts it to the top. But then when it then it has this benefit of whenever another vampire enters the battlefield under your control, target creature gets plus one, plus one to the end of the turn. Hi, my name's Edgar Markov. Right. I'd like to introduce you to the Forerunner of the Legion. That's it. One of my nine. It is literally the only one that wants that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I can't think of any other vampire tribal deck that has white. Okay, so let's do... reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So let's do Forerunner of the Heralds. Uh, Three and a green for a 3-2 Merfolk. Uh, When Forerunner of the Heralds enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a Merfolk card, reveal it, then shuffle shuffle your library and put that card on top of it. Uh, Whenever another Merfolk enters the battlefield, you control... But a one-on-one counter on Forerunner of the Heralds. I like that. I mean, obviously, like, the Forerunner of the Legion is kind of like it's doing what it's supposed to in the color, giving the temporary one-one. Yeah, but I like, one's giving I like, the one I like getting counter, the counter. But it only goes on her. Yeah, tutors and Murph folk. Uh, Forerunner of the Empire, three and a red. When a Forerunner of the Empire enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a dinosaur card, reveal it, uh, then shuffle your library and put that on top of it. So this one's like... I mean, you do this with Gishath for sure. Yeah. that's the one you're going to autocast when yeah. you attack with Gishath. So then when a dinosaur enters the battlefield under your control, you may have Forerunner of the Empire deal one damage to that creature. So he actually so, enrages. So it's to each creature. Uh, oh, yeah. It is, it's a token clearer. This yeah, is actually the one that I kind of like uh, 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 probably the most if of them, like in terms of their second ability. Yeah. So this guy is, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. That's pretty it's, sick. Yeah, it's a token clearer. Okay, give us the pirate So one. Forerunner of the Coalition, two and a black. For two two human pirate, uh, so whenever forerunner of the coalition enters a battlefield, you may search your library for a pirate card, reveal it, then shuffle your library, put it on top. Uh, whenever another pirate enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life. So, yeah, another tribal one, admiral Beckett Brass. Right here you go. Did they give us a blue thing? That's actually what was confusing me is there was not a blue one. Yeah, they really didn't. Um, but there's there's only four tribes really in. The set in the set, so yeah. I guess it makes sense, and it, it just it just feels a little imbalanced. I think, I think that's all the cycles, man. I don't think there's any other cycles in this. Yeah, I don't think there were. Yeah. Um, okay, some artifacts. So Azor's Gateway, uh, legendary artifact for two mana that has one and tap, draw a card, and then exile a card from your hand. Uh, if cards with if cards with five or more different converted mana costs are exiled. With Azor's Gateway, you may gain five life, untap Azor's Gateway, and transform it. That's a lot. You could have five cards of different converted mana costs. Yeah, this thing is... It's a lot of work. So this is like one of those cards that everyone thinks is is great 
in Commander. Like anyone who doesn't really know how to evaluate cards and like they play Commander seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a lot of people out there. They play Standard and they just kind of play Commander whenever. Sure. Like, I have like two Commander decks. You know, and then the way they think Commander is is yeah, it's a place where you just play fucking crazy cards and blah. Yeah, like oh, but for the people that only play Commander, like me and you, sure. This is just no. <laughs> right. This is just no. Right. Like, like there, there is no fucking way any serious EDH player opponent is going to let you one get this thing flipped. Right. They're not going to let you have a land that gives you potentially 40 mana it's just not happening yeah so so it turns into the sanctum of the sun which says you tap it and add x mana of any one color to your mana pool where x is your life total. yeah absolutely fucking not that's not gonna happen no it's, way it, uh, like i mean i'm thinking of it in terms it's not as hard to pull off as mazes end but also like there's no way anybody wants you to pull this off like yeah i, I don't know it's mazes end obviously yeah. like you win the game it gives you no like, card advantage you exile these cards right they're your own cards that you need in your deck and they're of five different converted mana costs so like gone like it's not like you can just go find your dog shit and exile yeah. it like this card is never gonna happen yeah it's never gonna happen five different cards yeah all different converted mana costs and right before you get your fourth one Somebody clips it right before you get your third one. Somebody clips it. That's three cards that are out there that you and you spent mana doing this, right? Yeah. You spent mana on time with one of the doing one of this. this probably the second most easy removed like permanent in the game. Yeah, yeah. Probably number two. Ar- artifacts are pretty easy to easy to take yeah, out. All the so. colors minus blue have reach into it. Yeah, you know, even there's even black cards that destroy artifacts. Well, right, one and it's extremely expensive. But hey, it's pretty damn. <laughs> it's it's there. It's just not gonna happen. Mm. This is gonna be one of the most poorly evaluated cards ever. Right? Oh, it's crazy and and EDH. Yeah, wow, EDH. Like like if you look at the top, like we're looking on the we're looking at the top mythic. Oh, I'm on mythic spoiler right now. The okay. top comment on this card is, "I love it. It's crazy." EDH says thanks. Yeah, no. no I want to say EDH no. says no. Thank you. If if you kind of play EDH on your on the on as a side job, right, and you're really focused on these other formats like draft and whatever, and you have a play group that lets stuff like this come through all the time, well, that's, sick. That's dude. fine. But if all you do is play EDH, and all you and your friends do is play EDH, nobody's you know, letting this happen. And I know there's no fucking way this card is going in your yeah. Deck. If I open a booster and I have this card Five in it, different I'm, cards. I'm upset that that's that's taken Five my rare different spot. cards. Like oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, like I, we, we sounded pretty bitchy this freaking review, but that one is like should have been number one. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is not gonna happen. However, I have another one that I think is just fucking awesome. All right, let's it's hear the it. immortal sun. Just kidding, it's immortal. The sun. immortal sun. <laughs> Jimmy, are you masturbating in here? Are you being an immortal sun? <laughs> Jimmy, I I heard about the drugs, Jimmy. I heard about all of it. All right. Anyway. The Immortal Sun. It's six. It's six mana artifact, legendary artifact. Players can't activate Planeswalker loyalty abilities. <laughs> Fuck you, Atraxa. Yeah, just, <laughs> just shuts them down until they're just scrambling to break this thing. <laughs> At the beginning of your draw step, draw an additional card. Awesome. Spells you cast cost one less to cast. Holy crap! And creatures you control get plus one plus one. How many different? things so this is, thing, is this pulling from this thing is like just so i mean okay i'm not gonna say it's incredible 
it's like it's the new trading post dude yeah like how do i <laughs> how do i how do i how do i, how do I ex- contextualize how i feel about this card well it's just kind of like it's it's a staff of nin pretty yeah. much same converted mana cost draws you an extra card yeah, you can't ping a creature, but whatever, right? Sure. It's somewhat of a caged sun. I was going to say, there's a little bit of the plus caged one plus sun. one of the creatures you control. It's an anthem effect. But it's also got the, instead of giving you, doubling your mana, you're it, yeah. shaving one off the mana so cost. Not I, quite as awesome. Yeah, when I but, say almost, it could also finish a marathon that the caged sun like placed first in. And this one was <laughs> able just to finish. Like, you're still a Which good athlete. Which is a fucking achievement. You're still like, a great athlete. You're still a great athlete. You finished a marathon. You, you reduced all, like, it's, it's. Yeah, it's a it's a medallion for your spells. <laughs> it's awesome, right? I'd say this. I'd put this in my Duretti deck, but that first line of text, the guy who hates planeswalkers, is like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, like my like this thing my, would be cool, my, but my yeah, commander yeah. doesn't work anymore. Yeah, my commander doesn't work anymore. God, I just love that goblin though. I just couldn't help it. Oh, so I'm man, trying dude. to I'm trying to like push it out like how how hard I don't feel about this about this card it's like a how hard i don't feel yeah dude i don't know do you know does that make sense like yeah no. it's a great it's a great card but it's so like you know <laughs> <laughs> am i making sense yeah somebody no, out there no so so understand so what it's I, what it, they, it is a good card but like but it's so It's so, uh, I don't know. I you want know? it in my deck, dude. Yeah. I want it in all my decks. You know, you know what? I, okay, this is how, I, here we go. And you're going to probably be mad at me. I feel like the latest Wes Anderson movie when I see this one. It's kind of like. The one that's not out yet? No, the one where they're in the hotel and the guy's oh, like the- jerking off on a bunch of old ladies. Like, that's when I'm just like, <laughs> was it a bad movie? <laughs> No, but it's no. It, but you've already seen it. Was it's, it a good it's all movie? it's like all the other Wes Anderson movies yeah. amalgamated into one. Exactly. I've already seen these effects on other cre- like Staff and Nin and you know what I mean? Like it, it's a Wes Anderson movie of commander cards. <laughs> Only not like the early one where it's like this Royal Tenenbaums is always fucking nuts. Yeah, like, it's like you're like I've, I I didn't I already see Fantastic Mr. Fox and Moonrise Kingdom. Play Son? Didn't I already have in Staff and Nin? Didn't I already have like I don't know. I, I I would use it, dude. I'd use it. I probably will. I'm I'd, gonna. I just yeah. It's gonna be. In it's decks. just a really hard meh for me. A really hard meh. <laughs> Are there any other artifacts that we can talk about? Well, th- that's like the legendary suite there, right? Right. Do we want to go to other artifacts? Well, while there's we're there? there's one that I kind of want to throw out there, and I think we do this kind of a couple times where you're like, uh. so silent gravestone. It's one mana. Says cards in graveyards can't be the target of spells and abilities or abilities. Yeah, you can play four to tap, and he says it says exile, uh, silent gravestone, and all cards from all graveyards and draw a card. That's interesting. So is that okay in our meta? Oh, I don't, I don't know because now those cards can't be targets. Like you paid one mana just to make it so people can't target their stuff. See, but what car, what decks target cards in their? Life? That's a good question. You know, so it would shut down. Um, I think it would shut down Chainer, right? Because he says target creature, yeah, right? Because he targets a creature. But I don't think it would shut down Karatter because he's just, she's just allowed that deck's allowed just to play from the graveyard, right? Uh, yeah. So in our meta, we have this rule that you can't run graveyard hate that's automatic. We do this to kind of protect black 
I guess, and to a lesser degree, red, right? Because most of the time, these are come from enchantments. So rest in peace is no allowed here, and yeah. neither is neither is Leyline of the Void. They're amazing cards. They're great cards. But we just I... don't allow it because yeah. we've got you know. But instead, what you can do is stuff like you know Torbit's Crypt, mm-hmm. uh, Relic of Progenitus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you have to do an if you have to do a graveyard hate, it must be something that you have to activate. Sure. Or continually pay a cost to, to execute. So Graft Digger's Cage actually fits in into it because it's a one mana that says creature cards can't enter the battlefield from graveyards or libraries. Well, it hits Marin, right? Like Marin targets. Does she target? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this thing shuts down Marin. But Marin has green. Marin does have green. Green, she should be able to break so she this. can she can remove it. Does that make sense? Like that's kind of like my my point. I, I'm like, to- I'm here's the other thing is that a lot of a lot of graveyard hate which i think we need more of oh fuck yeah we do we it's, have to just it's like, only one player's graveyard or it's target cards in a graveyard like it, it, it i think we're lacking this one hits the even the player like even yeah. if you're running a graveyard centric deck like you might not want this one i don't know something we might have to talk about later i i think so any other artifacts you got for us bruh uh I really think that's it, man. Like, Honestly, there was yeah. actually quite a bit of artifacts. Before. There are quite a few, but I'm like, I'm not like super. Yeah, Azor's love. Gateway, whatever. Like a lot of them aren't just super out there, like in a in, a, in the Amaze world. What about any cards? Do you have any like specific cards? Yeah, I mean, we can kind of go through colors a little bit if okay. we want to do that. Um, let's jump over to to white, and so Paladin of Atonement. Hmm. Let's look at What's this. What's that one. do, dude? Um, so this is one and a white, uh, for a one-one. It is a vampire knight. Um, so I guess if you want to use it in your vampire theme, I think it's okay with that. Okay. But uh, I'm more particularly concerned with kind of the life gain thing. So at the beginning of each upkeep, if you lost life last turn, put a one-one counter on Paladin of Atonement. Hmm. Um. You know, like there's there, it, particularly if you're like in an Orzhov deck where you can pay life for things or people are just going to attack you. Um, that works. So it's going to get real big if you're if you're playing this right. Okay. My suicide deck. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. dude. <clears throat> and this is just kind of another oh shit card, maybe. OK, um, but then it also says when Paladin of Atonement dies, you gain life equal to its toughness. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's not like awesome, but I think. I think if you're kind of trying to use Orzhov a little bit, like where you're trying to pay life to to draw cards or do other things, and then you want to bring yourself back up, it, it could be a cool card for that. Mm. I'm not like super in love with it, but it, it's interesting. Okay. Um, how do you feel about that Blood Sun? The Blood Sun. So it's two and a red for an enchantment. When Blood Sun enters the battlefield, draw a card. All lands lose all abilities except for mana abilities. Is this the... Uh... The red one? Yeah, it's an enchantment. So two. Yeah, that one's actually really cool. I, I I had that on my list of cards that I would like to see uh, played because, I mean, I don't know that there's a ton of abilities in our lands beside, besides mana. Yeah. But there's... I think what people are going to probably fall into about this one is that they will play a lot of, like, bounce lands and things that come in tapped. Sure. Because that negates those. Right. But to make your land base around one card, right? That it it itself is three mana. I don't know if that's such a great idea. Um, as far as shutting off other activated land abilities, 
Yeah, I mean, I could see the value in that. Like, somebody loses their reliquary tower, somebody loses their glacial chasm. Yeah, um, their arcane lighthouse. Their like, arcane lighthouse. It's a pretty neat card. Like, there's, I think, I think there's enough. If if there's a place for Blood Sun, it's probably Commander, right? I yeah, mean, Commander uses a lot of different lands, so. So yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as like ones that I'm kind of looking at, like, uh, do I need this for a, a deck? Um. There's the time stream nav- navigator, so it's two and a blue, or one and a blue. It has a send. If you control ten or more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. You can do two blue blue tap. Put time stream navigator on the bottom of its owner's library. Take an extra turn after this one. Activate this ability only if you have the city's blessing. So it, you can do four mana. Put it at the bottom of your library and take an extra turn. That's in terms of like taking extra turn spells. So I was thinking probably the cheaper for, uh, end, right? For Mersil. Because oh. So because he's going to change zones, I actually have the ability to tell it not to and okay. to put him back in the zone. But I still think that's kind of shitty because now it's like I just ate up my turn to have to recast him. Does that make sense? Can you activate that and then activate like the Etherling type thing over the top of it? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Because it also says, yeah, like, you do that part of the cost, and then, like, no, he has to, like, finish. Oh, it has to go. Like, as he's going to the library, like, that cost has been paid. I've already told it, the game, like, okay, I'm going to put him down there. Yeah. Right? But if that gets interrupted by him getting flickered it's with like the you did not satisfy the game I didn't satisfy, demand. yeah. Like, it doesn't say it needs to go to the library. It's just got to change zones. And I think, like, as it's heading there, because playing the game commander allows me to do a replacement effect. I'm yeah. replacing the. Basically, it would read, uh, "Put Marisil in the time in your, your new in, command, in command zone, take an extra turn." Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm not. I'm Maybe. Not really, I yeah. I actually looked at it and I kind of thought like I I don't know like it, that I love it against other extra turn spells, but I can see that. Yeah, I can um, see that. What about Vana's Hunger? That one was spoiled. So it's two and a. It was spoiled a little earlier. So two and a uh, two and a black. It's an instant. It says each opponent sacrifices a creature. However, if Ascend is going, so if you have ten or more permanents, if you have a city's blessing instead, each opponent sacrifices half the creatures here. She controls rounds up. This is this is one that I actually really I, I'm interested in because I think I'm with with wraths. I'm looking for. Oftentimes, I like to have exile if i'm in those colors mm-hmm. um you know if you're playing against tokeners you're you're down with your cyclonic rift type stuff right to send it back to hands but you, there's always those pesky cards but obviously because it's only half of them they're going to keep the ones but, yeah but uh if you've got somebody that's got like their their red artifact deck you know and they're kind of kind of going off with getting th- getting things everything you know getting everything indestructible, like, yeah, that's going to help. Or somebody's got Avacyn out. Yeah, I like, think more of it, like, from, like, the the uh, the Kess player, because it's an instant. It can oh, be yeah. occurred. It can happen at instant speed, then right as during your turn, just flash it back. You know what sure. I mean? Things like that, like sure. the draw new player, like, it's just another way for them to remove, because they have to sack half their creatures around it. Yeah. And then they'd have to do it again. You know what I mean? So you're just, like, quartering the amount they've got. So, um, let me ask you about one. Okay. Uh, so Sphinx's decree. Okay. So it's one and a white, and each opponent can't cast instants or sorcery spells during that player's next turn. 
So it's it's kind of it's kind of using that uh, Azor thing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it even has him on the and, um, and him quoted. Yeah. So <laughs> be still. It just stops board wipes weirdly. Like yeah. I'd run it like a board wipe stopper, you know, like if I was trying to leverage my board position, most <clears throat> board wipes are sorceries. Yeah, they are. You know? And cyclonic rift, like if you attack, but it's only during their own turn. Sure. You know? So I'd probably like when if I'm looking at this, I'd think more to the to the area of the sorcery block than the instant one. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it, it's, I was kind of intrigued by that because there's, we, our last episode, we kind of had the discussion of like countery type spells, mm-hmm. uh, that are out kind of outside of blue. Yeah. Um, you know, and this isn't, you know, it's not really countering. It's, it's pre premeditating a little yeah. bit, but, uh, it does block a board wipe. Like if you know, They've like got if a toxic you've got a, day lose or something, and you really are leveraging your board position trying to kill them. Like you can, you can stop that. But then you know, there's other white cards that exist, like Dauntless Escort, and well, that doesn't stop. But you know what I mean, like oh, just yeah. stuff. There's other stuff. Yeah. Uh, what about the World Shaper? Three and a green for whenever a World Shaper attack or whenever World Shaper attacks, you may put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. And then when World Shaper dies, put all land cards from your graveyard into the battlefield. So team. yeah, the Gitrog monster. I think I think Sadisi wants this too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's some there's some decks that definitely hunger for that card. Yeah, because like things that are self milling involving green. Yeah, like hook me up with all those lands again. Oh yeah. So uh, in white, back to white. There's the Trapjaw Tyrant, which you've kind of referenced this thing, the enraged thing. Yeah. This so is going in a Gishath deck. So sure. it's three and two white for a five five. Um, so when the trap jaw tyrant that has enraged, when trap jaw tyrant is dealt damage, exile target creature and opponent controls until trap jaw tyrant leaves the battlefield. Right. So you, you could potentially get a good chunk of creatures exiled. Yeah. If, if you've got this in the right deck. Yeah. Um, there's one that I think might be okay for Perforos. It's rekindling Phoenix. So it's two, a red and a red for a four, three. Flying when rekindling Phoenix dies, create a one one ele- red elemental creature token with at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice this creature and return the rekindling Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield that gains haste until end of turn. I so you can so if they kill it, so enters the battlefield, deals two damage. Somehow this thing dies. It's token replacement enters the battlefield, does so two it does damage. Does two damage. This thing come you sack it, this thing comes back, it does two damage. So like <laughs> by itself. If even it's allowed to do it cycle once, it does then six it's damage. Done, yeah, it's done three different creature entrances. Yeah. I wish there were more phoenixes in Magic the Gathering, because I remember one getting one when we first started playing. Mm-hmm. It was probably, what, like 2009, 2010 or whatever, somewhere around there. And like, yeah, I remember thinking that was a like really cool thing, like really flavorful thing with with red. But oh, the fact that they they come back, yeah, because they come back, right? It's a phoenix, right? Like it's, it's it's pretty rad. That's the place I can think of that one going. Like anything with a lot of ETBs, like you're looking to have a recurring theme of ETB. Like if you have a goblin bombardment, like here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, or national exalter. Like yeah. Um. So let me let me ask you about uh. Kumena's Awakening. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just like Howling Mine exists. So yeah, it's two, a blue, and a blue for an enchantment. It says Ascend. If you control 10 or more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. At the beginning of your of your upkeep, each player draws a card. If you have the city's blessing, instead only you draw a card. 
So, so here's what I was thinking is it's kind of a little more like of a palatable thing for card draw. Like, yeah, you're kind of doing the howling mind for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, like I think ascend is, is a very friendly commander mechanic. Yeah. Right. Like, cause you're going to get those, those, you know, 10 permanents or whatever. Right. Um, no, I like it now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Cause after a while, like it just shuts off. And when the card advantage, like, needs to be coming your way and are people really going to like people aren't going to drain removal on it early. yeah no I, that's my and thought really is nobody's going to remove like, it while they're benefiting from it yeah right no I, I like it i like it as a card i don't think it's going to get played a lot probably know? not because there's other cards It'll that are going to replace... a lot more card draw but i just to me i think it's it's a it's a little more passive it's not in your face like ristic study it's not overly aggressive like consecrated sphinx it's just like, yeah, I'm going to help yeah, you guys out. Just call out removal. Yeah. You all know it. Yeah, exactly. You all know that eventually those cards are going to get clipped. And that's what I'm thinking is it's you like, know? okay, like Kamina's Awakening is going to give other people cards, but after a little while, you're going to stop giving cards to other people and you're just going to get one. And it's not overly done to the point that people are like, oh yeah, it, it, it's Phyrexian Arena, right? Without the life lost after a little, after a little bit. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I like it actually now that I'm really looking at it. Um, this one's probably need to be talked about. It's Mastermind's Acquisition. So choose one, search your library for a card. Or so it's two in a it's two in a black or two black black for a sorcery, sorry. This is choose one, search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. So it's a diabolic tutor. Yeah. But then it says choose a card for, that you own from outside the game and put it into your hand. <laughs> so let me let me ask you. I actually wanted to bring this up and ask you, like yeah. because what what uh, my understanding was with things like that, choose a card you own from outside the game and put it into your hand was that that was for sideboard, right? Am that's, I wrong about that's that? That's what it's been. Li- so in a tournament setting, yes, that's what the uh, the ability will be limited to. It won't be like, hey, I'm going to drive home and pick up my yeah. Kozilek and put it in my hand. Um, or I didn't just like happen to bring one and put it in my pocket. You yeah, know, or like, I'm going to take cards that aren't in my commander's color identity because they're not in my deck and put them in my hand. Sure. Like, so I think for purposes of tournament, it's only your sideboard. Wish effects in EDH are actually negated. They don't work. So burning okay. wish and all these different wish effects, like they just they just don't happen. What I'm thinking this is more for is just pulling stuff out of exile, right? Because that's technically outside the game. So you're thinking some of the older cards that say, yeah, remove this whatever from the game. Like okay. exile is supposed to be from outside the game. That's interesting. So it's recursion or whatever. Uh, you could also get your stuff I stole with Gaunty. I was going to say, get your Gaunty stuff back. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how you could resolve that, actually, because they put it in a pile face down. I don't think you could look. Can I go look at it? Like, I, I just. I don't think it. I'm going to take you. that one. I don't, I don't know what it is. And yeah, it's like, I think that's about yeah, all you I can took do. your island, dude. I actually like... don't know. <laughs> this is kind of a rules thing. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Like, if that's the case, like, if that's all it does is just, yeah, you can pull them from exile. If that's, if we're thinking about that right, if the ruling is right on that, then yeah, like, I think it's just a strict upgrade to to diabolic tutor same mana with an additional function like you know hell you might you might have to use it uh so what about the did we talk about the twilight prophet Mm -mm. let's talk about the twilight what's the twilight prophet so two and two black um for a two four flying also ascend so the thing with you know having the the 10 or more permanents okay um, so at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have the city's blessing, reveal the top card of your library and put it into your hand. Each opponent loses X life and oh. you gain X life where X is that card's converted mana cost. Um, I think this is 
pretty powerful. Yeah, it's going to call out removal like crazy. I think it's kind of like on the... Because, yeah, because because it's like, kind of on the scale of a uh, Carevec. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I could see people running this. It's just that it's just gonna get killed. Yeah, it is. It's just gonna. But, I mean, I I kind of want to put it in my Erebus deck and. But hey, until it gets killed, like what kind of what kind of health are you picking up? Well, yeah, exactly. You know? Because because I mean, if even you, if everybody loses three and you gain that much, yeah, that's a huge deal. Yeah, that's bigger than the uh, like if you're, merchant if you're, by itself exactly you know if you're playing a four-player game and everybody loses brought, three and you it's actually brought nine. that language back the whole like you gain that much <clears throat> right yeah they've seemed to be like they've been doing away with you gain equal to that amount but they kind of brought it back yeah like this one this one i think is uh, it's a it's a good good consideration okay. especially if you're i don't know and i love it because you're in black you're paying a lot of life to do things right to operate it's a cost of operation like you need to get it back what about the Crafty Cut Purse? So it says, Flash, when the Crafty Cut Purse enters the battlefield, each token that would be created under an opponent's control, this turn is created under your control instead. Which color is that in? So it's three and a blue for a human pirate that has Flash, and it's a 2-2. Two, two. So it just is like, if you try to create any creatures, I just steal them. That was pretty nuts. Yeah, I, I think it's too corner case. Like, it only, it, it's just too, I mean, yeah, if you've got like a really token-heavy meta, cool, but... It's two corner. There is one. So, like, how many how many tokening decks do we have in our in our? Meta? I think so there's got, only like a few. We've dude. got Hapatra and Reese. Yeah, but Hapatra doesn't put out that many all at once. Like, I don't. know. You're right. Reese. As soon be as that. he cast, as soon as you cast that, they're going to be like, "Well, I'm not going to do anything." And it's only that turn. And that effect doesn't continue. It's not like a a token thief, like a notion thief for sure. tokens. It's like sure. it's only that turn. Um, there's a couple blue cards I was pretty into. There was one that was. It's just called Flood of Recollection. So it's a double blue. Return a target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Exile Flood of Recollection. So it's just double so it's blue a, to do that. Yeah, like it's an Archaeomancer. I, I don't thing, think I could right? say is I wish it was an instant, but, you know. But the, but the other effects that do that are creatures, right? Yeah, or more mana. Like, Call to Mind is... I think Call to Mind is uh, three... I think it's four mana to do that. Call to Mind, yeah. right? To return it. There's a mystic retrieval, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's really low in mana costs is why, is why I like it. Or, yeah. I mean, two, two mana to do that. Yeah, no, sorry. Call to mind is three mana. It's just, just return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. But I don't know. Like this one's okay. If you're really, really, really pu- pressing that button of recursion really hard. Cause instant sorceries only get you so far, you know, even if you have to exile this thing, like, at least you're getting it back. The other one is um, Curious Obsession. So it's just one blue. Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one, and has whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. At the beginning of your end step, if you didn't attack with the creature this turn, you just have to sacrifice Curious, curious Obsession. So I, I'm, I'm excited for that one for uh, uh, Shuyun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I have Curiosity on there. It's just one more Curiosity effect. And yeah, if I have to sack it, so what? <laughs> and then the other one I want for Shuyun is um, Tilonali's Crown. So it's one, a red enchant creature. Tilonali's Crown enters the battlefield. It deals one damage to enchanted creature. So I think it's meant for dinosaurs. Yeah. But it says enchanted creature gets plus three, plus O, and has trample. So with um, Shuyun, right, I pay okay. four. Shuyun gets plus three. Then he gets his plus one because I cast an enchant. Right, and then he gains double strike. Oh, okay. So he's, yeah, nice. 
Right. So he's doing seven damage. Like this is seven, right? Because he's three standing, casts a creature or uh-huh. casts his card. He goes up to four standing because of his prowess. Right. Then this goes on. He gets plus three, plus three. So now he's a seven, whatever. He's been dealt damage. Sure. But then you grant him double strike. And then this stays on him because the way I've configured my Zur deck is to do really low level enchants. Yeah. And this fits the bill. It's two or less. It was like my big thing. Like it can't be more than two. I dig that. I yeah. dig that. So those are two weird ones I think are, I'm not, I, you know, I'm going to be using, I'm definitely going to be using that Titalonis whatever uh, for him. Yeah. Tilo, Tilo Nali's crown is definitely going in Shuyun. My Shuyun. I don't think a lot of Shuyuns do what I do, but that's what I'm doing with it. So, um, I guess kind of, I was, I, I was looking at the oath sworn vampire earlier with okay. the, cause you were kind of talking about that Phoenix, right? With a perforos. Okay. So like the oath sworn vampire with, with Edgar, like, so it's one in a black for two, two and it enters the battlefield tapped. Uh, and then you may cast the oath sworn vampire from your graveyard. If you gained life this turn, well, you're going to have those lifelink tokens, right? Uh. So which in turn gives you more tokens, right? Like, yeah. so I, I don't know. I, I think that that one might be easy to overlook, but I think you're going to get a lot of value out of that one for the low mana cost that it is. You're probably very rarely going to attack with it. But. Right. There's some stuff for Sheree that Brad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was telling me about, he's like, yeah, I think another one is, or just a good mono black debt or mono black card is ravenous Chupacabra. So it's two, a black and a black. When Ravenous Chupacabra enters the battlefield, destroy target creature and opponent controls. It's for a two-two. So I was looking at that one. Like you get a two-two and removal. Yeah, I think the one thing people go for is like the Shriek Maw, but the Shriek Maw can't kill a non-black. Not it can't kill a black or an artifact. Yeah, this one doesn't care about that. So it's like a less exclusive removal remover. In cards that are decks that are recurring their creatures in and out, this would be a lot better. So again, Chainer. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Because, yeah, like, the next one up is, what, the Noxious Gear Hulk? But that one's, is that six mana for that one? So it's a little, it's two more mana for something that does something a lot bigger. But I don't know. Like, it depends on how bad you really want this effect, you know? And how often you're able to recur creatures. So, like, Mirren, right. Chainer, the Scarab God, I guess, to a lesser degree, uh, Karadur, like, these these guys that are sure. doing this. Sure, you know? That makes uh, sense. Probably even, uh, what's her, what's her bucket? Alicia? Because yeah, she's, yeah, it's a two. It's, it's, it's two. Yeah, so it can come in and wipe out a creature. Like if that's what you're looking. Yeah, to that's do. actually a really good one. So it's flexible because it's just not asking for anything. It's just like <laughs> I'll just kill something. Yeah, I'll just do it. Yeah. <clears throat> so can we throw a bone to the pirate decks out there? Okay. Yeah, we probably uh, need to. So so brass's bounty. Okay, what does that do? <laughs> so it's just this is so stupid. <laughs> Six and a red for a sorcery. Uh, for each land you control, create a colorless treasure artifact token with six sacrifices artifact. Ad, uh, you know, it's it's the treasure artifact, which I think that's actually kind of cool in it's red. Like a cheap shit, boundless realms for red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's actually kind of cool. I think just in general, you're you have temporarily or yeah. doubling yeah. your mana in red. But if you want to combine that with uh, what, what is it, revel and riches or whatever, um, you can get your you can set up your combo win there. oh yeah the one that if you have you 10 have of those many. treasure artifacts yeah. at your upkeep you win yeah they're both sorceries but or one's, one's an, enchantment. an enchant yeah but this is a sorcery this is a sorcery so so i i don't know yeah, it's, it's pretty cool uh i think there might be some potential with brass's bounty just uh, is there any other pirates i don't know there's some ones that can't be blocked so there uh, there's what, what about that dire fleet daredevil did you look at that one 
No, what does that do? <clears throat> so it's one and a red for a two one first strike. Um, so when it enters the battlefield, exile target instant or sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard. Uh, you may cast that card this turn, and you may spend mana as though or mana of any type to cast this spell. Uh, if that card would be put into a graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, you can kind of just steal spells. With, a little bit, yeah. With uh, Yeah, there's some good pirates. I think there's some that'll... I mean, the deck is mediocre as it is. It, it's not a great deck, and I, I think and I think you're going to be... You can replace, like, the shapeshifters, some of them, at least. Yeah, with some of exactly. Like, there's some pirates that'll fit into that deck. Like, I I, I think the, the bar for the pirate deck is pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, if you're looking at merfolk, if you're looking at elves, you're, you're looking at vampires, like, you have so many cards to pick from right? right like yeah you 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 pass over cards that aren't great in those tribes pretty easily but with the dire fleet there or with the pirates like <laughs> you kind of you got to throw them a bone overall what do you think of this set um i don't know i like i was trying to Like, I, I don't know, as I was re- researching beforehand, I was trying to, like, figure out exactly that. Like, how do I feel about this? I think it's a very flavorful set. Um, I've en- I've enjoyed the story mm-hmm. in it. Uh, I like that there's something different. I like that there's the dinosaurs. Um, I kind of like some of the tribal stuff. My problem is, though, is that I don't know that there's been any like particularly like super, super massively powerful commanders that have come from it. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Of course, people yeah. will build decks. And we'll, we'll I find think Zakam is going to be up there. Um, mana, yeah. Mana preventing. I think if there's, I think anything. if there's one, it's going to be that one yeah. for sure. It's um, definitely like, it's definitely like the, yeah, it's up there. It's uh, crazy. I think I think for being a small set, I think it gives us some cards to work with in our decks for sure, and and I think it's topical. I we had this conversation with Ixalan, you know, where we had just barely done Commander twenty seventeen that was tribal, and they stuck with the tribal theme. I think Wizards has been very wise in doing that mm-hmm. because, you know, like Edgar's been getting fueled up like throughout Ixalan, right? And so true. Uh, I th- I think that's a good thing to where you can get people interested in deck building. It's like, okay, we give you, we gave you this deck out of the box mm-hmm. and then like Ixalan arrivals of Ixalan are giving you things that you can edit with. So I think for new commander players, it's, it's really good. Um, I don't yeah, know. Like if their starting set was, or starting release was the 2017. Release. Yeah. Like if you're new to commander this year, one, I guess, but there are tribal stuff that aren't really like, yeah, that aren't necessarily for those tribes. Between this one and last one. Yeah. Yeah. So I <clears throat> it's not my favorite. I, I'm not like my it's not my most satisfied, I think, set, but uh I have no complaints with it necessarily yeah. either. I might have a new commander out of it with that blue guy. Maybe I think you should. I think I'm gonna kinda noodle it out, see how I feel about it. I, I'm intrigued by the the Merfolk thing. Cause you know, I mean, I, I did merfolk That's, in the past. I have a lot of merfolk laying around like being unused right now. Maybe you should be the one that does it. It, it might be interesting to do, to readdress merfolk and commander. So, so I, I mean like I, I think there's stuff to play with for sure. Yeah. Which, which is all I can ask for. 
What about you? What do you think of it? I, yeah, I feel like that summarizes how I feel about it pretty well. I just, I'm always looking for some new crazy legend. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, like there are, but there have been strong legends that have come out of, of sets for sure. It's yeah. not like, it's not like it only comes out in the commander releases. It's just, it's really hard to kind of like keep in mind that this thing is for draft these boosters it's for standard mm-hmm. and i guess some at some point like sometimes it's for modern and legacy i guess and not always is it only for this thing I, it's just i don't know I, I, I just didn't know like when we were playing standard it didn't feel like there was legendaries were that big of a deal like we weren't really going out of our way to no. like there was only one and that was the the sky succinct traft right and it wasn't that was it you know, he's an, he doesn't even make like an amazing commander. Like it just, no, I just, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like the legend rule so, is supposed to hold creatures cards back originally from being put in <laughs> multiple multiples inside of a deck. And now we're talking about this giant near unplayable bird. That's maybe a limited bomb, you know, <laughs> but in standard, like I just don't see them hitting that guy even in standard. And then when you talk about commander, you know, I just, I don't know. There's no way they can't know. Like, Right. That's the EDH players are waiting for legendaries. Well, yeah, they, you know? they, they do. They've got to know. I think I, like if I'm looking at it, I think we were a little bit spoiled by hour of devastation this last year. They had a lot of good cards for this. They had some format. really good legends, really cool legends. I think another thing that, and maybe I but don't, then we got like fucked over with almond cat. We got like one good legendary out of almond. Yeah, it's true. We were, I think you that and I it. were kind of waiting for, like all the a, gods are like, yeah, okay. If you really want to try to do this, we'll try it. You well, know, see, and that's they're, a, just, they're next to impossible to run as commanders. That's the other thing to me is that I think, I think over the last, if I had a complaint, it would be that I think we've seen a lot of monocolored legendaries. There's what, yeah, recently. They, they do cycles of them. They're just easy. Yeah. And, and so I, I would, I would be, I would like it if we saw more multicolored. I think that's why I liked Ravnica so much because it was the guilds and like, it was a requirement to have those multicolor commanders. And then mm-hmm. they really pushed into three color with, with cons. Right. Yeah. Like, so yeah, we got a lot of good legends out of cons. So I, I we yeah. actually got way good legends out of cons. That yeah, was probably like, like a really good Sidisi, Shu Yun, I mm-hmm. guess is a go freaking Narset. Yeah. Alicia. Like, yeah, there's was, a lot of good ones. We got, we got a good, and like run. the, you know, and the dragons are pretty, pretty flavorful that came from yeah, that, the dragons that too. Whole, whole block you know like mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool stuff so like i say i mean it's not my favorite but i there's a lot of good stuff to work with i think out of out of rivals of ixalan which i'm satisfied with yeah well that was one hell of a review man yeah like they always take a long time i don't think there's any other way to do it like we kind of try to we try to be thorough get yeah through them all not all the cards but just the ones that stick out either for our interests or the legends like yeah we theory so- craft a lot like and then we bitch <laughs> Like we bitch. We're, I feel like, I, I feel I, pretty bitchy right now. I, I think people just need to imagine like Andy and I sitting in like a hair salon with like those bubble hair dryers over our heads, like getting like a perm and just bitching about that that, <laughs> that fucking elder dinosaur. <laughs> elder. <laughs> you know who's an elder? <laughs> you remember Tom? He's an elder. <laughs> now, oh, I guess we are an elder. We're both elders. Now. <laughs> Because if Tom's an elder, we're the same age. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, I just can't help it. I, I guess I'm just entitled or some shit. I, I don't know. Like I just, 
I throw a lot of money at this, man. I deserve some good shit, yeah, right? Yeah, and I and I think it's okay for us to, to theorize, like, okay, like, if I were to design this, how would I design this? Yeah. Right? Takes forever. Plus, yeah, we're entitled assets. So, Master, it is dangerous. It is very, very dangerous. Hey, thanks for joining us for the Legendary Creature Podcast and checking out our review of Rivals of Ixalan for Commander. And big thanks to Dan Terminus for letting us use his music. Intro, outro music this episode is from the album Automated Refrains. The song is Electronic Snow. Be sure to check him out. We'll post a link to his stuff in the episode notes. And follow us on Twitter at legend underscore creature. And review us where you found us, iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. Or don't, but it's good to hear from you. Anyhow, we hope you have fun with Rivals of Ixalan. And until next time, take it easy. Oh, uh-huh.